0: With him.
1: He's probably gonna not ask for anything again.
0: Honestly just like throw the ice
1: cream out the window like stop. Stop running after us. Maybe if he sees it, he'll stop.
0: <laughs> he'll stop chasing us. Cindy, they're chasing us. Cindy, they're chasing us. What do we do? Cindy, this is bones.
1: <laughs> Cindy, this is a man that's not running. He's <laughs>
0: not just walking like, after <laughs> yeah. My running speed run. is
1: uh point two. <laughs> point two. I love that. 0.02. That's a good pace. A casual stroll. <laughs> Actually, it's mincing. I am doing one mile per hour. <laughs> that's so slow. I love that. You could walk a mile in it... Yeah, no, that's really slow. Well, how, how, a little... <laughs> <laughs> how fast does somebody normally walk? Three to four miles an hour. So they could walk four miles in one hour? Yeah. Hmm. That doesn't seem right. Why? Seems like... Less. What do you mean less? Seems like somebody speed, would speed
0: walking is like four and a half to five miles an hour. Hmm. It depends on like your your wing wingspan, your stride stride. There you go, wingspan. <laughs>
1: depends on how long. How your much arms you're flying? Are. Hey, bitch, you know how to fly. <laughs> hey. So you can same. get to Galveston as the crow flies. It's touching 20 me. Twenty miles an hour. Oh. What? It was touching me. So move it back. That's my favorite chair. Why? I don't know. But you don't sit in it? Nope. Are we recording? hmm Okay.
0: Hey,
2: chair.
1: <laughs> it's Barbara's chair. Just put her. She's going to start speaking to us.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's it. Um, wow. Well, hey, Spencer. Welcome to my podcast. This is my podcast. Oh, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to your podcast that I'm also on and also my podcast. Nope. Okay. How was work, Chris? Uh, Not bad, actually. I sat around, and if anyone from work listens to this podcast, this club, the fireman's. The wee-woo wagon just went by. Wee-woo.
2: wee-woo. I'm glad they didn't have their
0: sirens on. Sirens. Well, you, because they could have heard it? hmm Maybe because they're in a residential neighborhood. Residential neighborhood. The and they're like, uh, maybe we should turn these off. Doesn't stop the trains. No. Let me tell you about it. I just sat at a train earlier.
1: You need to go to Polk. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. That goes un- that's the only one that goes under the train. Yeah. Or are you taking the highway?
0: I took the highway down down well, to Colon.
1: Yeah, you just go one more to Lockwood. And you that's right? that street right there. You just have to sit through a light.
0: I don't want to sit through a light.
1: Would you rather sit at a train?
0: Yeah, that's what I do today.
1: Uh, the trains usually longer. Sometimes. Every time, <laughs> Who, I don't yeah, know. Really every time,
0: you you don't know. You uh, don't know lights. I do. What do you look? Will you stop looking past me outside? No, <laughs> my windows. There's people out there. I told you. What am I gonna do in this new house?
1: Stand <laughs> at the windows and watch just, everything. Just
0: hold. I would say, hold your coffee. You don't like coffee. Hold your tea. You don't like Red tea. Bull. Oh, Red Bull. Hold your Red Bull. Like, mm. Mm, just take a nice love sniff and like <laughs> wave cold at your neighbor. Red Bull on a
1: warm day. <laughs>
0: Or even a cold Red Bull on a cold day. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just wakes you up. And just is the difference of me wearing a sweater. Or yeah.
0: Mm-mm. Is there a sweater on or not? A mm. shawl. It's like 80 degrees. Sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely sweater. <laughs> I'm going to turn the air down to 60 and put a sweater on. Ooh, it's so cold in here. Brrr.
2: Shh. <laughs> She's cold, Stop. but she doesn't want anyone to know.
0: I don't understand that at all. Oh, so dumb. <laughs>
1: Well, Drag we have twins. tea because uh, – and I should be watching the windows because those people across the street are crazy. Well, <gasps> what happened?
2: Thomas oh, says that, says was that was the one – the
0: lady who sat out there the entire time that I was here the other the other week that sat out there for, like, what, three hours while I was here? Yeah. And she was parked, like, a full ass, like, three feet from the curb in the middle of the street. Yeah. And I was like, this lady is sitting in the middle of the street. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thomas saw But didn't you say there's, like, five different houses in that one house?
1: There's three. Okay. All of these houses look like they're normal houses, but they're not. Yeah. Well, that one's two. Yeah, I know. That one's three. That one's three. This one one was apparently two at some point. Yeah, this is for two people, too. There's one down the road that's, like, four, eight. There's eight? Yeah. Ouch. Because there's one, two, three, four. And then there's a building behind it.
0: Oh, gotcha four by four. Yeah. four four by
1: two two by four two four eight. by four <laughs> yes two by four by eight <laughs> we're building a shed we're really bad at math listen we just built like a cube anyways Spock. this woman um thomas said he saw her sleeping outside on a mattress i love that um it's really nice cracked vibes yeah um but we think that she might be addicted to some
0: Ooh, not crack. No, it's a
1: crack. What?
0: Hey, don't invite the neighbors in.
1: <laughs> I'm not telling them about it.
0: Hey, who's that gay boy you always invite over? Oh, it's just Chris. He's on my.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just. We lost. We teach him to read twice a week.
0: He's not on my podcast. I don't have a podcast. It's not He's allowed to drive, podcast. but he can't read?
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does he see the instruct- the, the road
0: directions?
1: He guesses.
0: <laughs> he just listened to Google. Turn right. Does he know what right is? Yes. Oh, yes. yes.
1: Yes. Yes. We've gotten through <laughs> we that. We got lesson. directions. <laughs> We're just working on other things. <laughs> like being a human <laughs> we're reading charlotte's web have you ever
0: seen that one show where that kid gets
1: raised by wolves <laughs>
0: similar si- except
1: it was chickens chickens
0: yeah that's why he walks away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well he thinks they were chickens but they were actually ducks
0: oh look at all those chickens! is that why i waddle are you calling me fat again <laughs>
1: I'm just saying, you check your <laughs> cholesterol again. <laughs> your cholesterol Oh my god, that's so sweet. That stupid. was a good joke. Everybody that, loved was good. That, one. that was that
0: was a that was a hit. That was a hit at the end of the party. Yeah. Our party with Dusty.
1: I had another one. What was it? Oh your back hair. Back hair, yeah. That was a good one too.
0: <laughs> it's just whatever, whatever you can do to make fun of me. It's fine. What's back hair? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It's <laughs> I, I felt thought I was knocking something over and
1: it wanted to like Don't touch <laughs> You just hit Barbara. Barbara, no! She, she's broken her second knuckle. This,
0: I'm, it, this is asking me to save things. I don't want to save things. You started. Okay, are we started?
1: <laughs> I've been recording for like five. <laughs> ah! Okay. We've been new. Wait, sis. we didn't take any
0: shots. You want to take shots?
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. Damn. Get started. I'm just asking. We always start with shots. We do not always. Do you remember when we first Thank started? Thank you, Thomas,
0: for agreeing When we with me. first
1: started. When we
0: first started, and then now we just, we, well, when we first started, we would start and drink a glass of wine or margaritas before we even started, and then we'd get into podcasting.
1: I need receipts.
0: <laughs> listen to the podcast. I can't. I, I don't. I can't
1: right now. We're recording a podcast. I
0: don't have arms. I can't listen. Um, yeah, we did. We definitely did that. Uh but then we started drinking white claws, but then the white claws were not enough to get us loosened up and going, you know what I'm saying? And willy uh Manny, you mean? Yeah, willy willy-nilly. Yeah. Okay. There's a willy nilly, it's a silly willy nilly. It's the little baby mammities. Uh but then we started taking shots and that definitely loosened our bones and made us and get going. With shit. Well did it get a shit or did it get better? I
1: don't I
0: don't know the difference Depends anymore. Because <laughs> some of them, if you get, get Crockpocket involved and give her too many shots, it's like, ah! <laughs> Hell yeah, brother!
1: Yeah, and then I'm over here, like, all right, um, let's I need to, we, to talk. We need to move forward a we, little bit. We need guys, to talk about bit, something, um, and we're like, <laughs> do
2: you remember that time that you brought a breath? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. Let's do it. Cheers, this. Cheers, this is. Oh, boy. Here it goes. We're doing it. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh. Level up. Level up.
1: Ooh. Level up, level up, level up. Oh, poison. Oh, you know what isn't poison? You have to tell me about it. Hey, Spencer, let me ask you a question. Tell me something. You know what isn't poison? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, it's
0: our sponsor. Does 2020 have you feeling spoopy? All the time. Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch <laughs> 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 Well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick, on, pick up on those feelings? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Bake Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15 spoopy Fifteen, spoopy <laughs> to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at Bakebones or their website at bakebones.com to find some information and reviews on how they have been helping out other dogs too. Also, you can pick up your Bakebones. If you don't want to wait for mailing, you can pick up your boat bones at Man Ready Mercantile. That is uh in
1: Montrose, I believe. Uh, on, on in the Houston Heights Houston on House, 19th sorry. Yes. Uh, Street or in South Congress. There you go. In Austin. In Austin. Bakebones! Honestly, yeah. Because
0: every single time I open those bags,
1: there's a scent of a waft of a cool autumn breeze. Cinnamon
0: apple. That your Dusty said he ate one. Yeah, he said he liked it, and he was so calm. Yeah, he was. uh, Did he eat one before (laughs) coming over? Yeah, Yeah, sure, sure. He did it. He he did it.
1: I'm on like six right now, (laughs) and you're wired. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) chill. My voice is just getting slower.
0: It's so
1: long. I love (laughs) this. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Um, you know what else is great? What? Aussie Pet Mobile. Do you want a clean pet without all the hassle? Absolutely. Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if instead, you could have the groomer come straight to you? With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you you can! can! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious, custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of the salon. AC, heat, electricity, and water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that your groomer has the ability... To take care of all your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hairstyling, dead sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a 100% personal, cage-free, one-on-one experience, all in the comfort of your driveway, alleyway, parking lot, whatever you want. All of the above. You know what else Aussie Pet Mobile of groomer, Oaks, Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? Good social distancing practices. Pew, 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 pew. Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service, Aussie Pet Mobile. Yep. Yeah. Love. love, but also yum, yum,
0: <laughs> yum to all of those. Why were you rubbing your cheeks? Uh, my face is tingly. <laughs> Are you having a stroke? Maybe. <laughs> also, my eyes just like felt really small, so I <laughs> wanted to open them. <laughs> is that ever happening When you're like, hmm. Thomas, Chris is high. <laughs> Am I? Well, <laughs> I had all the big bones. Now my cheeks just feel really, really puffy. Did I cry today? They looked a little red last night, too. Maybe I'm just, like, fat. <laughs> You're just really jolly. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw someone comment um, on someone. I, I assume that they're friends because they followed each other on Instagram, but I don't actually know them. Someone just like Someone's looking a little beefy, and I was like, you can't say that to a person. I was like, Spencer calls me fat all the time. Beefy could be good. Well, he did look a little beefy <laughs> <laughs> from his other thirst trap pictures that he had posted. He hadn't posted in like a couple of months, but I was still attracted to it, so I was into it. You know, beefy's beef good. Beefy, I like beefy. Give me some something to hold on to. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I'm uncomfortable. The- <laughs>
0: Like what we were talking about last week, we were talking about sexting. We we're like, get real nasty with it. And It's like, okay, no, tone it down. This, 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 is, down not this is not a sex podcast.
1: Actually, if when you I... want to ask us questions about anything, though, we'll answer them.
0: Well, Honestly, just get us get us some shots, and we'll answer anything.
1: Hey, if
0: you want to ask questions question about sex,
1: we'll probably answer that. I, I don't have good advice, but I'll answer well, the
0: question. What should I do to a woman's vagina? Punch it. <laughs> Hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> Tar and feather. You know that thing that people like put the candle in their ear? Uh, candle in? <laughs> to pop your <their> ear. <laughs> Get
1: that'll a really speaker, pop That'll really it, pop that pussy. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're sex doctors. We know. We <laughs> Get know. a stereo. Turn it up to a thousand. Just point it at it. They'll get the rumbles.
0: The, oh my god. That reminds me do you did you ever watch Talladega Nights?
1: Uh yeah, I think the so. This stupid
0: ass movie. Uh my one of my favorite parts was that woman who was just like wasted drunk in the like the booth the like cha- champions booth or the like donor's booth essentially. And she was just like, ha, 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 the vibrations That's my favorite part of that entire movie.
1: <laughs> That's me when the trains go back. Yeah, you're like,
2: oh
1: Oh, no, I'm just like, stop! <laughs> stop!
0: Stupid. But then the horn makes it better. Somehow. You're like,
2: whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, that train did that horn, and I
2: felt that. <laughs> hey comfortable. I'd rather <laughs> Me too. talk about something else. <laughs> you want to talk about spoopy things? Yeah, let's talk about we that. We have a lot
0: of spoopy things to talk about. How many pages do you have? I only have seven, which oh. is so surprising. I don't cause... know
1: how the fuck you have seven for this, but 12 for Gypsy I Rose twi- lecture. Yeah, because
0: there, there was so much, like, little information for Gypsy Rose. This one was just like murder.
1: Murder. Murder.
0: murder. murder. <laughs> just fucking happen.
1: Uh, Well, I believe it is my turn Well, you have to give to us proceed. an intro into what we're doing, because I know last week... Oh, yeah. You... Well, this is the Our Spoopy Month podcast, (laughs) uh, where we're going to cover the gayest and greatest, I mean, the biggest and baddest, I mean, Scariest and
0: spoopiest
1: horrible things? What was the other one? Spoopy and creppy. Spoopy and creppy. There you go. Spoopy and creppiest murders, uh, urban legends, kidnappings, and the like. Yeah, all of the above. So, I mean, stay tuned. I'm going to put in some fake vampire teeth and get started here.
0: (laughs) Xamilus can talk about (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, have you ever been to New York? Uh,
0: New York City or New
1: York? New York City. Yes, I have. Um, in the 70s?
0: Mm, no, that seems impossible, but...
1: Why? Um, I was
0: dead. I mean, I wasn't living. Oh. I was not alive.
1: No I'm saying you were older than... Dirt! <laughs> At least the Great Wall. Well,
0: you can see it on my face, right?
1: All the dirt? Look at how yep. old I look. You look <laughs> ancient.
0: <laughs> you look
1: so old.
0: Uh, how many times are I going to get insulted on this podcast?
1: I don't know. The limit you, does not exist! <laughs> you take it like a champ, so. I do.
0: Uh,
1: that's, no, we're not going there. <laughs> no. No, no. We've already finished that. <laughs> uh, we already finished the sex doctor podcast. So New York in the mid nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. Edgy. Picture dangerous. it now. Sicily, nineteen twenty two. This is New York though.
0: Oh New York, nineteen seventy. Yeah. Edgy. Edgy. Dangerous.
1: Ooh. Women carrying mace to protect themselves. Ooh.
0: Men Pe- on the high beams and they fall off, but there's no OSHA, so like
1: That's the forties. Oh, okay. Uh asking the taxi driver to make sure that you enter your building safe before they drive off. Wow. Rolling blackouts. Graffiti-covered subway cars. With... By many accounts, the newest Wild West. People <laughs> were having a good time, but they were also very afraid.
0: I think they were also ha- all having sex with each other.
1: No. No. Oh, that was a hippie Cats. movement. They put a bowl as soon as you walk in the door, and then you put your keys in it. And then everybody switches keys. That's what a swinger does. Oh. Not in this story, though. Okay. Um... A beacon of arts and cultures cast in a dim and shadowy light. All the while, one of the most notorious and infamous serial killers of all time preyed upon the public, (gasps) sowing fear and uncertainty throughout the city, murdering young women and couples in the city boroughs seemingly at random, (gasps) until a pattern is discovered. (gasps) Most victims are young women with long, dark hair. Oh. Of course, we're talking about none other than the son of Sam, bow, 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 the forty-four caliber killer, or simply David Berkowitz, hmm. uh, a New York born, a New York oh. New Yorker born in Brooklyn in 1953, son of a poor waitress and a deadbeat dad. Uh, within a few days of his birth, I love that the way that described the men. It's just like they were pitiful waste of life shitholes. <laughs>
0: And I'm not saying this is like a... Well, a I didn't s- include
1: it in this, but the guy was... he. His mother decided to give him away oh. uh, for uncertain reasons. But the reasons were she couldn't continue dating the dad if she had a kid. So she was like, all right.
0: I don't need a kid here no you more. you go. <laughs> Bye.
1: Um. So his mother decided to give the child away for uncertain reasons. But everybody else was like, she couldn't keep, keep going with the guy if, if she had a kid. Oh, boy. So, hey. That's, that's a real 50s. deadbeat.
0: And also both of them at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, so he was adopted by Nathan and Pearl Berkowitz, uh, a Bronx childless middle-aged couple. Uh, they took the boy in and renamed him. His name was Robert David Falco, but they switched his name. So now he was David Robert Berkowitz. Okay. A reversal of his first and middle name uh berkowitz was considered an above average child however he lost interest in learning at an early age and instead focused himself on small thefts and arson uh all of which never resulted in legal action or school intervention neighbors and relatives would recall him as being mean spirited spoiled and a bully (sighs) Um, what Nothing he was he was he was so mean to people um, his parents took him to therapists, but never seemed to come to any conclusions about his behavior. So
0: they tried to make him better.
1: Yeah. Um uh, Berkowitz's adopted mother died of breast cancer. Breast. Brex. I put Brex. B, B- R E A T. Breast cancer. Breast cancer. Which is just a guy who named his Brett. Brett, and he comes over the, all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh damn it, Brett.
1: <sighs> Brett's back. He's a cancer to this house. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Uh, he was 14. Uh, <clears> his adopted <throat> father remarried. And his new wife, Berkowitz, didn't like. How old was he? 14. Mm. He quickly remarried. Yeah. Um, he continued to live with his adoptive father and his new wife until he graduated high school uh, and enlisted in the Army, both in 1971.
0: Oh, my God. That is so common. Mm-hmm. For so many serial killers in the 70s, that is like they were in Well, Hawaii? they either go
1: to Korea or they go to Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. Um, they see some shit. They do some shit.
0: They come back.
1: Well, they, well, of a lot of accounts is said that they go over there and then they're like feel like uh, bringers of death and gods, and they're well, like I true. can decide death for anyone. I mean, how many
0: serial killers have we ha- have we had that went into the army and then did something like that and came back? Jeffrey Dahmer was in, stationed in in Germany. Dean Corll was stationed in Vietnam. Uh,
1: you want to go forward to Missy Stan- McVeigh? Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, the one that I'm going to talk about was stationed in Vietnam. Uh, yours was probably stationed in Vietnam. Korea. Oh, Korea. But, I mean, still. Yeah. Oh, th- uh, Richard Martinez was well, – Ramirez. Th- th- Ramirez. He was not in – Um. he wasn't, but his uh, uh cousin or brother or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, mm-hmm. was, and he taught him all the shit that he knew. So, bringers of death. They're harbingers. Harbingers, harbingers. of death. That's a good. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. That's
1: a good word. Put it in your, uh, your. uh, My English learning. Your uh, SAT study guide.
0: Okay, I gotta pass high school.
1: I know you do. We're really hoping this year.
0: I could just pull a John Wayne Gacy and not pass high, not John Wayne Gacy. Yeah,
1: John Wayne Gacy. 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 Not 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 pass pass high school, school. go directly to to community college. (laughs) Um, so he served at Fort Knox and in South Korea. And he was honorably discharged in 1974. I thought the
0: Korean War was only in the early 50s.
1: Yeah, did it but continue? There were bases that? there. Yeah, oh, okay. And you could go and be I at guess, the bases. Yeah,
0: and also Americans in the 60s were like, we own everything, so I'm sure he probably did a lot of terrible. The same thing that the people used to do in Vietnam to all the women that were there. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Anyways,
1: um, after leaving the army, he sought his birth mother uh and he found her he asked her the reason why she abandoned him and her reasoning was uh the abandonment of her his father she should, simply could not have done it alone um he stopped talking to his mother after that but he did keep in contact with his half sister Roslyn. um I don't know if Roslyn. that's a
0: good name that is a good name
1: um he attended bronx community college for a year in 1975 uh, he had several odd jobs in the mid-70s, including a taxi driver and a letter sorter for the USPS. Um, in December of 1975, things start to... Get a little crazy. Well, you know, you know, like when you get to the top of the hill, but then you break your legs and you just... I don't know that. Steady, steady downhill. Steady yeah. downhill. Pick I wouldn't speed. call that steady, but... Yeah.
0: If you're if you broke your legs, accelerating you
1: downhill.
0: <laughs> that is an accelerant. That, yeah. that is, that is a, a wildfire in California. Too soon.
1: Too soon. Okay, delete that. Cut that. Ron, cut that. It's not gonna get cut. Barbara <laughs> keep the social media's current. People and, are uh, coming for Chris now. Yeah.
0: If the if the people on social media come for me, uh save me. She, she will She's a faker.
1: She doesn't like you. <laughs> That's true. Too. She's gonna change her nail polish to black and cackle. <laughs>
0: no. Oh my god. <laughs> mm. You should do like a half black, half purple for purple,
1: half orange. I need to find or purple. I don't know where my nail polishes are, but I don't have those colors anyway. Why? I have like a dark
0: red. <gasps> Can we paint our nails purple next week? Why purple? Because it's scary color
1: i have dark red
0: we're pasty and purple goes really well with that
1: i did really like dusty's nail color yesterday yeah that's pretty <laughs> but not his toes not I dusty like with toes. i don't like green i'm michelle visage okay
0: <laughs> i don't like green
1: <laughs> i'm michelle visage and i hate it i
0: hate, I hate it, it. <laughs> i want purple dusty lace her nails purple
1: i vote white D- that's not spoopy. I know, but I love white nail polish. <laughs> Let's do like a Greek god kind of thing. Like n- white and gold. How about I just do white and you do whatever you want? Okay. <laughs> um. So in December of 1975, Berkowitz claimed he performed his first attack. On Christmas Eve, he alleged... Wait, 1975? Yeah. Okay. Uh, He alleged that he had used a hunting knife to stab two women in the co-op city, which is apparently a borough. Um, One woman never identified by the police, and a second, 15-year-old Michelle Foreman, he attacked her on a bridge near Drazier Loop. Uh, Her injuries were severe, and she was hospitalized for seven days. Berkowitz was never suspected of these crimes, and soon after committing them, he moved to Yonkers, New York. Yonkers. uh, A city just north of city limits of New York. Um, the, I actually
0: think I've heard of Yonkers, which is so sad.
1: Somebody else was from Yonkers.
0: I, I feel like I knew someone from Yonkers.
1: I a lot of murderers, or, I think, oh, okay. from New York. Or from Yonkers. Yeah, oh. Like, I'm going to stay
0: outside the city, but go inside the city go kill someone.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Who wants to live in the place you've murdered people? Uh, my crime? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first shooting that started his spree and set his modus operandi... Occurred on July of the next year.
0: (laughs) I just love the way you say it. Why? Because operandi.
1: I like operandi.
0: Me too. I agree with you. That's why I said we, the way that we say it, because we both say it that way.
1: I'm not Latin.
0: (laughs) The fuck? Also, I heard it for the first time on this documentary that I watched for what I researched, and I was like, okay.
1: Oh, I have I always known it. Known it was a modus operandi. Operandi. Yeah,
0: I just like saying operandi, modus
1: operandi. But like an operandi. Modus operandi <laughs> occurred in July of the year Stop. 1976 um, in Pelham Bay in the Bronx at about 1:10 uh, a.m. on July 29th. Donna Laurier, uh, Lauria. These names are very. Some of them are difficult. Okay. Donna Laria. Well, we,
0: none of us, neither of us ever speak proper English or any language, honestly. That These we are, attend. like, mostly Italian. Well, you're in New York City in the 70s. What do you expect? Polish. <laughs> you have... Pierogies. You basically have two options, Irish or Italian.
1: <laughs> or Jewish.
0: Or Jewish, you're right, yeah. That's that's valid. A valid point.
1: Um, or, or... Who is also his murder victims.
0: As you get... for. As you get further into uh, the 80s, you get gays. Those are also... Do gays have different names?
1: Yeah, I think every gay's last name is...
2: Hey! Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Why did we say the same thing? (laughs) Because the gays all say the same thing. Hey!
1: That's
0: true. Very true.
1: (laughs) All gays' last names are... Girl. (laughs) Work. (laughs) Hey! Hey!
0: Look how orange Ciao. you look! <laughs> look how orange you fucking look. Uh, my name is Chris. Look how orange you fucking look.
1: <laughs> it's also shortened to, uh, Gitter Gene. Get her, Gene. <laughs> Anyways, so Donna and Jody Valenti were sitting in Valenti's Oldsmobile talking about their evening at the New Rochelle discotheque. Uh, <laughs> it's the seventies discotheque loria opened the car door to leave and noticed a man coming towards her angrily she said now what is this berkowitz pulled a pistol out of a paper bag he was carrying crouched down and shot her killing her instantly he fired again into the car striking valenti in her thigh and a third shot missing both entirely berkowitz turned and walked away Valenti survived her injury and said that she didn't recognize the assailant, but described him as a white male in his 30s with fair complexion, five nine, about 160 pounds, short dark curly hair in a mod style. The description a mod was mod style. Mod, I guess it's a hair style. Okay. I'm thinking bowl cut. <laughs> um, Moderate style. <laughs> modern, mod, modern, modern in the 70s, bowl cut. Mullet. <laughs> no. My dad had a mullet in the 70s. That's not the 70s. That's like late 80s, early 90s. His was late 70s. He shouldn't have had that. Tell him no. (laughs) He was before his time. He's a white man with a
0: massive-ass fro. He had a (sighs) big-ass fro.
1: My mom had a fro, but not intentionally. She got a perm, and they left it too long. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) She had to get her hair straightened after that.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Catherine.
1: (laughs) I don't know if it was like a full... No, my dad has my bit. dad
0: has curly curly hair, so he's like it like curly hair, and he his went full fro. I have no idea where he got it. N- neither of my parents. Both his, of
1: you, all of you, are Jewish. Maybe,
0: maybe, M- maybe. Say maybe one more time. Maybe that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Say crack again.
2: Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Say crack again. Crack. It, it's from Mean Girls, bitch. No okay it is but you you can't okay sweatpants (laughs) are the only thing that
2: fits me right now okay (laughs) also
0: i love i was looking because i was talking to Alyssa earlier and uh we were talking about different like stupid shit that we were talking about and i went back and looked at our list from our anniversary podcast and i was like tinfoils are the only thing that fit me right now 10 tinfoil hats are the only thing that fit me right now i'm like that's that's some good material that's and good season one material.
1: Any size you want, you yeah. just add a little more tinfoil. And then you just like. Yeah. There you go. Because you got a big ass head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. What <laughs> What else am I going to get insulted for tonight? Pick something.
0: <laughs> Name anything. I will read you for it. <laughs> you read me for being short last
1: Nice. I did because Dusty
0: was like, "Oh, I'm five nine. I'm so short," and you were like, "Or f- what do you say, five eight I don't know how
2: tall he was
1: Five old. nine, and you were like, I'm "Chris like- is shorter."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> no, no, no.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay, so Gen Millennial culture has always been like re- gif reaction gifts, and like. Creating GIFs and, like, sending emojis as, like, responses. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gen Z has become reaction pics, where it's just, like, a screenshot or just, like, a picture. And I'm like, that's so much work. Like, just let if me send a You've taken it back. Yeah. Like, you've gone backwards. Like, just – you should just send, like, full videos instead <laughs> as a reaction. Instead, you're going backwards and just sending vi- sending pictures. Well, one of my favorite pictures is of Bob the Drag queen, Just, like, <laughs> full-on X. What is popping? Is that me? A phone uh full on just like x in front of his face and it's like giant eyes like
1: oh no i, I think that's a good reaction picture but i think it should well it should just be him like this and then peppermint like Whoa!
0: honestly do it like a get find a give of that that's what we need <laughs> give me that cut it out of the video <laughs> seriously
1: uh, there's a new one for that girl do you remember from when they announced the cast of uh season 12 and madam x comes out and that girl's like Who's Madam Max? Um charity. Oh yeah yeah sorry.
0: Oh yeah, I know you you're talking about. Sorry.
1: It's a gift now.
0: I was like yeah yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Sorry. I was like Season 12, who's the fucking Madam? I was like, "Oh yeah yeah yeah." I legit like cuz I mean, we've been talking about Madam Madness from Holland Dragger. So like, Mad-a-M-X, Mad-a-M-X, oh, shit, I
1: was like Madam Max. Madam Max. Oh shit, I was supposed to watch that today. I didn't I didn't do one it. one just came out on on Thursday. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, I'm supposed to watch it when it comes out.
0: I normally just watch the day that we're recording, and I'm like, yep, those are my notes.
1: (laughs) But then you don't get to fully realize your opinions anyways.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Um,
1: Neighbor, the description was repeated by Loria's father, who saw the man sitting in a yellow compact car nearby. Uh, Neighbors concurred and noted that the yellow compact had been cruising the area for hours before the shooting. Police couldn't so he's find... looking for someone to shoot. Yep. Who knows? Uh, police couldn't find a motive for the <clears throat> killing and theorized that it may have been a mob execution or a lone psycho.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, on the night of October 23rd... Yeah, because 19... this is when the New York
0: City is run overrun with mobsters, right? Yeah. So is Chicago. Chicago... Well, that was back to the 1800s, but it's fine.
1: Anyways... <laughs> Now they're just hawking heroin.
0: Oh, we should talk about the Valentine Day Valentine's Day massacre sometime. Oh, well, that is,
1: is is that, that spooky or is it like a terrorist attack? That's a terrorist attack. Ugh. We don't do this. We don't do this. But it's such
0: a good story too.
1: Well, we can turn off the mics and you can tell it. To Not you. sure.
0: <laughs> let me let me hear it.
1: Um, on the night of October twenty third, nineteen seventy six, three months after the Loria girls' scentless murder. 20-year-old Carl DeNaro drank beer with his friends at a bar in Queens. In a few days, he would be entering the Air Force for at least four years, so he really wanted to live it up with his buddies since he would be uh, a while before he saw them again. Among his party was a girl, Rosemary Keenan, whom he knew from college. The party broke up at around 2.30 a.m., and Carl drove Rosemary home in Rosemary's car. The couple parked near her home and talked suddenly a man appeared outside the passenger side he drew a gun and fired five times into the car wounding carl in the head terrified rosemary drove the car back from the bar to where from from the bar where her friends rushed carl to the hospital the surgeons replaced part of his damaged skull with a metal plate his injuries would haunt him for the rest of his life Neither victim saw the attacker, and police determined the bullets to be embedded in Keenan's car, uh, Forty-four caliber bullets. But they were so deformed that they thought it unlikely that it could be ever linked to a weapon. Damn. Um, DeNaro had... What
0: happened? What caused them to be so deformed? Did they say anything? Did they find out? It
2: just, Especially if it
1: was shooting point blank, like... It, they hit the car. Yeah, maybe. Because they went through... Through the shield. Through his head? Yes. Oh, shit. Um, and he
0: survived? Yeah. Shit.
1: Uh, DeNaro had shoulder-length hair, and the police later speculated that the shooter had mistaken him for a woman. Keenan's father was a 20-year police veteran detective of the New York City Police Department, causing an intense investigation. As with the Loria Valentin- Valenti shooting, however, there seemed to not be any motive for the shooting, and the police made little progress with the case. Many Did deta- they connect the two of them? No, not oh. yet. Um, many details of the Donaro-Keenan shooting were very similar to the loria Valenti case, but the police were not able to initially associate them. There you go, sorry. Partly be- the head. <laughs> I was yeah. excited. Shut up! <laughs> uh, because the shootings occurred in different boroughs and were investigated by different local police precincts.
0: Do they have different... Well, I guess New York City is all one precinct now. Well, also, we they all communicate with each other now. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I feel like NYPD
1: is just, like... But I feel like a all... borough back then was still, like, it's a different city. That's
0: true. I, I mean, it's, you think about, like, Houston today, that, like, Houston is so... Because Houston is very large, very much like New York City, because we've got, but what, happened, But would
1: still come to Tina.
0: Yeah, but, like... You still have the nowadays, but like the idea like you maybe back in the seventies that Pasadena Police and Houston Heights police and Montrose Police and um Museum District police I know that museum district didn't really exist, but Houston like Houston Metro Police. Houston yeah, they're all different. Houston Metro Police don't doing things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Um Where the fuck but did it, I go? Um, uh, police, they're investigating. Police, oh, no, bros. I, think I scrolled too far.
0: What there. happened here? <laughs> did you erase? Did you yeah. erase your entire story again? No.
1: <laughs> Just asked me to change the paragraphs for some reason. <laughs> did you change <laughs> the paragraphs? No. 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 I don't want to do that. There we go. Word. Um, a little more than a month later, on the evening of November the twenty sixth, twenty or twenty seventeen.
2: <gasps>
1: no, uh, nineteen seventy six. Wow, we jumped like forty years. Yeah. Uh, 16-year-old Donna DeMassi and her 18-year-old friend, Joanne Lamino, were coming home from her movie late at night. The bus stopped close to Joanne's house. Joanne noticed a man standing nearby. She urged her friend to walk faster, and he began following them. They sat and chatted on their porch after they lost sight of him. Um, Bitch, if
0: someone was following me, I'd be like, get inside. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, child. Um
1: they chatted on the porch of lamino's home in floral park when a man dressed in military fatigues approached approached them and began to ask for directions in a high voice he said do you know where but never finished his sentence instead he pulled a gun from beneath his jacket and fired at them both both girls were hit then their assailant emptied his gun by firing at a house a neighbor heard the gunshots rushed out of the apartment building and saw a blonde man rush by gripping a pistol in his left hand Damasi had been shot in the neck but the wound was not life threatening. Well, he is a
0: bad shot. I'm not. I'm not saying that he needs. To, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. But like, he's a bad shot.
1: Yeah. Um, hearing the and he was in the army. Yeah. That's. Uh, Joanne's family rushed from their house to help the girls. When they reached the hospital, surgeons determined that Donna would be okay. The bullet had passed within a quarter inch of her spine, but exited her body. Joanne was not as lucky. Her spine had been shattered by the bullet. She would live, but she was paraplegic. Of of these threats, of these assaults, which had been occurred in two different areas, the Bronx and Queens, only one bullet had been recovered intact. Consequently, the police were not able to yet link these attacks in a single individual. Because all the bullets are broken. Mm Mm-hmm. Things quieted for the next two months, and then, in the early hours of January thirtieth, nineteen seventy-seven, the killer went hunting for his next victim. Christine Frund, a secretary, twenty-six, and her fiancé John Deal, a bartender, thirty, were sitting in Deal's car near the Forest Hills LIRR station. Lifted something railroad.
0: Hi, everyone. Dan. I can't Queens.
1: help you. <laughs> um, they're in Queens, preparing to drive to a dance hall. I
0: assume probably like a subway kind of elevated. Like, train. Yeah, elevated train.
1: Um, after see- having seen the movie Rocky.
0: Ooh. They were probably like, ooh, I'm jazz. Let's go fight a bitch. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> go run up them- those stairs. <laughs> Wait, that's Philadelphia. I don't care. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> we can find some stairs. That'll be fine. I can run up these stairs, bitch. <laughs> it's New York City. There's stairs everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. Stairs are the worst. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. I forgot how much it sucks to leave something. So yesterday, I went upstairs, got my phone, Went back downstairs. I was taking the dog, going to take the dog for a walk. Went yeah. downstairs, forgot my i iPods, iPads, i earbuds. Your earbuds. Yeah. So I went I, back upstairs. I, uh, something. Went back upstairs, grabbed them, went back down, and I think I forgot my keys. They were upstairs, so I went up and down the and stairs like, six times. Oh, I was like, "You're not going for a walk anymore." <laughs>
0: I already got my walk. You don't need one. Yeah. yeah. Imagine living on, like, trying to leave and you leave something on the third floor. You got to go all the way up two sets of stairs and all the way back. Fuck, I forgot something again. Go all the way back up the stairs and all the way back down. It's like, oh Get an God. elevator. And you know how lazy I am sometimes? I'm like, okay, Chris, take this upstairs with you when you go upstairs. There are things sitting on the stairs that I haven't taken up in, like, a month. And, like, they have just been, just been sitting there. And, like, you go upstairs every single night to go to bed. Take them up with you and do something with it. Ah, monster. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know that we can do that here because I feel like we'd your, break our necks. Yeah, your, your stairs are much narrower than mine. There it goes.
0: <laughs> I told you that we'd be hungry. It works like
1: clockwork. <laughs> um. <laughs> The three gunshots penetrated the car in a panic. Wait, wait. Where did anybody in a car? They were in the car. Who? They had been in the car. Who? Catherine Friend and John Deal. They no, went to we see the, the movie together.
0: Oh, we were at Rocky. Sorry.
1: Yep. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Um, and then three gunshots penetrated the car in a panic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's helping with the background appearances. Are you interrupting? We have a we have a standing audience here. Hello.
1: <laughs> From
0: Let's Talk About Kesa! Woo!
1: Um, so, in a panic, Deal drove away for help. He suffered minor superficial injuries, but Friend, friend was shot twice and died several hours later at the hospital. Mm. Neither victim had seen their attacker.
0: Well, a bitch, if someone's shooting in my car, just leave. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to be like, hold on, let me look at, who's shooting me? Get a picture. I would just, like, slam on that car, like, gas, get the fuck out of there. (laughs) I am not going to pause. I'm just getting out. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay.
1: Police made the first public acknowledgement that friend deal shooting was similar to the earlier incidents.
0: After, what, seven people had been shot? Eight people had been shot at this point?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Somewhere on there. Eight. Um, all of the victims had been struck with a forty-four caliber bullet, and the shooting seemed to target young women with long, dark hair. NYPD Sergeant Richard Conlin stated that the police were leaning towards a connection in all these cases. Composite sketches were released of the black-haired Laria Valenti shooter and the blonde Lamina Damassi shooter.
0: So he, he dyed his hair. Or bleached his hair.
1: Or they didn't see it. Oh, that's true. Correctly.
0: Yeah. That's, that's a incorrect way to see that.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, if a streetlight catches hair at night.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Um,
1: I'll, Con- I'll allow it. Oh, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Conlin noted that the police were looking for multiple suspects, not just one. Hmm. Detective Joe Coffey. Oh, so nice. I love that's that. So crisp. Um, and Captain Joe Borelli. Began to work I put Becan. Becan. Began to work on the latest homicide they concluded that the bullets used to kill Christine were not typical and that they had come from a large caliber gun. Investigating further, he discovered that the murder weapon bullets matched those from Donna Loria, Donna LaMassi, and Joanne Lamino. Ballistics reported that the weapon employed was a forty four caliber charter arms bulldog, an unusual weapon. Uh, after looking through the women's backgrounds, is that like an army issued weapon? No, oh. it's just a a big pistol. I, yeah, I don't know anything about guns. Me neither. <laughs> you got nothing for me. Hey, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Um, after looking through the women's backgrounds, the police again dead ended. Uh, there were no common threads that linked the victims. Mm-hmm. The assaults and murders were random,
0: which is so crazy.
1: Because like in the seventies,
0: I feel like there were so many serial killers. They're like everyone's like. Let's piece together any little thing that we can.
1: But m- you maybe not think the most simple thing, that they're all women with long, dark hair. Well, Ted Bundy,
0: her, theirs was They women, were all women. They were all, well, that's true. They were all women with, with middle parts. That's what they pieced together. That's that's how they caught them.
1: Yeah, but that's every woman in the 70s. That's true. Um, the Assaults and murders were likely random, save for the general attributes of the victims. Attractive young girls with long, dark, wavy hair. On Tuesday, March eighth, nineteen seventy-seven, a young Bernard, Barnard, Barnard college student named oh, I packed I practiced this one, Virginia Voskarikian. Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. She's oh, she was a Bulgarian refugee. There you go. Uh, was walking home from classes in the Forest Hill Gardens area. Um, the what name Forest Hills Garden.
0: Forest. There's there's no hills. There's also probably little forests. And... You've just stumbled upon a garden. A garden. A small garden. (laughs) Um, she
1: walked down Dartmouth Street.
0: Which, when I went to New York City, we were walking towards the, uh, one, one tower. Um, no. From the one tower to the statue of, well, you can't walk to the statue. The harbor. To the harbor. Um, and there was this massive veggie garden in the middle of New York City. There is so much green space in New York City that you don't realize. And I love that about that. Uh... One thing I learned – this is a huge tangent. You ready? Let's go for it. Um, One thing I learned about in college – All right. That's enough. (laughs) One thing we learned about in college, I took a socio-horticulture class, and there were all these things about, like, initiatives in, like, California and New York to create – these massive cities to create green space in, like, these big cities. And, like, these skyscrapers get so much light, and so they were like, why don't you build, like, green space on these – skyscrapers or on top of these skyscrapers and clean the air from the in inner city. Like that's where all the cars are at. Why not do it from there? You can even build trees on top of fucking skyscrapers. We're gonna put a tree on top of this house. There you go. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Your oh, house no. is not gonna hold that. I don't think so. uh but skyscrapers could hold that because they're built out of concrete. So I'm gonna put one in the front yard though. Yes. You're gonna you wanna put two. Yeah. You and Towns want to put two. Oh, well, you, you want to put two?
1: I do. <laughs> uh, he's on board for the idea, I think, but it's my
0: idea. Okay. Well, uh, I'm down to plant trees because I love to help plant trees. So. Great. What time
1: can you go? <laughs> whenever. Pick up the tree. It's at a Home Depot and then just come on over whenever. Does, we can just plant it. Definitely <laughs> between Wednesday. On Wednesday between 1 and one fifteen A.M. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to see you. I, I, you do it in the dark,
0: just. Actually, that's also a thing in, in California is guerrilla gardening, is that these these little spaces between the, the sidewalk and the the street, they'll take those and turn them into vegetable gardens in the middle of the night so that, like, they don't get in trouble. So that no one can call them and be like, oh, someone's digging in my yard. They'll do it to people's houses. Imagine if you just walked outside and, and your front – that little area was turned into a garden.
1: A vegetable garden? A vegetable garden. I don't want vegetables in the front yard.
0: Well, I don't think it's—I don't necessarily think it's vegetables, but most from what I remember researching, it was vegetables because they—it's about sustainable agriculture. Oh my god! So they're basically like here. I planted this tomato plant and this pepper plant for you. And there's just potatoes everywhere. They're potatoes.
1: T- yeah. Potatoes and peepers?
0: T- tatoes and papers everywhere. Tito's t- vodka t-
1: and paper.
0: Pa- Paper's vodka. I don't know. What it's Paper's name. vodka. Paper's vodka. Yes. Uh yes. Uh you know, I think gorilla, I I love the idea of Gorilla gardening cuz it like would get groups of people together and be like oh, we're going to go do this bad thing and like cuz I mean that space is technically owned by the city. You're not supposed to like
1: do things. That space? Yeah. That's ours. No. The sidewalk is At least in them. shirts,
0: in shirts from the sidewalk to the uh curb that's technically owned by the city. But you have to upkeep it. I don't know how it is in Houston, obviously. Nope. It's different city limits. That's mine. Uh,
1: okay. I'm going to go hang out there. because like Somebody we... tell me to leave. Because I, always... I dare you.
0: I used to ask my dad, like, why do you have to mow that? And he's like, because that's owned by, like, we own it. And I'm like, so why don't you plant something? Because I always asked him if I could plant a garden there. Because, like, that would be a perfect place to put, like, little tomato plants, like, spaced two feet apart. And he's like, well, you can't plant anything there because it's— Right
1: next to the street? Yeah. That's not a good place to put a tomato plant.
0: Well, I mean, no one's going to fucking hit it. We
1: were in a cul-de-sac. You don't fucking
0: know? We
1: were in a cul-de-sac, so it was
0: like people were just like driving by constantly. Anyways. I think he told you that
1: because he thought it would look ugly. He didn't want to plant a thing. Mm -hmm.
0: But, I mean, no, because my mom loved it. She had a giant front garden, so she would have loved to plant something But
1: not tomatoes.
0: Okay, but she would have planted flowers. (laughs) Yeah. Anything, but she didn't. She planted flowers elsewhere in the yard because if you put them there, then you can't see them in the back.
1: Shirt's is flat. Oh my god! Actually, it's not. It's hill country. Part of hill country. Was your house on a hill? We were on a hill. Yeah, the hill was not slanted. Yeah, so you wouldn't be able to see it. We were not
0: slanted, but the rest of the subdivision was slanted. We were up at the top of the hill. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, sorry, son of Sam. Back um, to that. <laughs> God damn <laughs> Uh sh- You love our tangents. Welcome to listening to seventy three episodes of our podcast. Okay? This is a thirty hour podcast.
1: <laughs> um I'm so tired. Somebody please turn off the power. Someone save me. <laughs> so a man started approaching her from an opposite direction. Okay. Walking towards each other. When they were very close, he pulled out a gun and aimed it at her. She raised her books to protect herself but was shot in the face. Ouch. She died immediately. Oh,
0: the poor killer Virginia. then
1: ran, saying "Hi, Mister" to a man who had witnessed the killing.
0: He said
1: "Hi" and just like kept on going, mm-hmm. ha, ha, pop, pop,
0: pop, pop. <laughs> did you ever watch uh, Community? No. Okay, I didn't get the reference.
1: Anyway, I thought
0: I did. You didn't get it. Anyway,
1: <laughs> um, a patrol car spotted Berkowitz, but heard on the radio that a woman had been shot on Dartmouth Street and raced there instead of Damn stopping the running come man. Damn it, come on. Um, well, I mean, they would have been the first ones to the scene. Yeah. Um, the next day, the police had, had had a match on the bullet, and it came from the same gun as all the others. They released a presser with the description, a, quote, white male, 25 to 36 foot tall, medium build, dark hair. Deputy Intra- Inspector Timothy Dowd was given the job of organizing the Operation Omega Task Force and staffing it with the highly experienced men it needed. On a- April 17, 1977, 18-year-old Valenti Sirianni, or Valentina Suriani and 20-year-old Alexander Esau sat in their parked car near Hutchinson River Parkway. At 3 a.m., another call- car pulled up alongside them and shot each of them twice. Valentina died immediately, and Alexander died a little later on the way to the hospital. So he's just, like, pulling up on people and, like, bam, bam, yep. bye. Wow. He's just doing it for just to it, kill somebody. Yeah, just to kill someone. Because uh, he's,
0: not, he's not even, like, taking them. He just th- just straight up shooting them.
1: Yep. Um, however, at this crime scene, something was a little different. Huh? A note was left by the killer. Ooh. And addressed to Captain Borelli. Because all of this had been in the papers prescribing that that Captain Borelli was in charge of the investigation. The killer named himself, no less, in this latter, and the language is as followed, riddled with misspellings. Dear Captain Joseph Borelli, I am deeply hurt by your calling me a women-hater. W-E-M-O-N. I am not. But I am a monster. I am the, quote, son of Sam, and I am a little brat. When Father Sam gets drunk, he gets mean. He beats his family. Sometimes he ties me to the back of the house. Other times he locks me in the garage. Sam loves to drink blood. Go out and kill, commands Father Sam. Behind our house, some rest. Mostly young, raped and slaughtered, in their blood drained. Just bones now. Papa Sam keeps me locked in the attic, too. I can't get out, but I look out the attic window and watch the world go by. I feel like an outsider. I am on a different wavelength than everyone else, programmed to kill. However, to stop me, you must kill me. Attention all police. Shoot me first. Shoot to kill or else keep out of my way or you will die. Papa Sam is old now. He needs some blood to preserve his youth. He has had too many heart attacks. Ugh, me hoot. It hurts, Sunny boy. I miss my pretty princess most of all. She's resting in our lady's house, but I'll see her soon. I am the quote monster, quote Beelzebub, the chubby behemoth. I love to hunt, prowling the streets looking for fair game. Tasty meat. The women of Queens are prettiest of all, and it must be the water they drink. I live for the hunt, my life, blood for Papa. Mr. Borelli, sir, I don't want to kill any more. No sir, no more, but I must honor thy father. I want to make love to the world. I love people. I don't belong on earth. Return me to yahoos. To the people of Queens, I love you and I wish you all a happy Easter. May God bless you in this life and in the next. I say goodbye and goodnight. Police, let me haunt you with these words. I'll be back. I'll be back. To be interpreted as bang, 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 Uh, Yours in murder, Mr. Monster.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, crazy.
1: Well, after they received this letter, they they uh had was it satanic some shit Well going they, on? They thought it was satanic, but they also psychologists redeemed it as somebody who may be suffering from schizophrenia.
0: Yeah, I see that too. Um,
1: one week before the latest son of Sam murder, a retired city worker named Sam Carr, who lived in Yonkers, New York with his wife and children, received an anonymous letter about his black Labrador, Harvey. The writer was complaining about Harvey's barking. On April 19th, two days after the latest murder, another letter in the same handwriting came in the mail. Quote, I have asked you kindly to stop that dog from howling all day long, yet he continues to do so. I pleaded with you. I told you how this is destroying my family. We have no peace, no rest. Now I know what kind of person you are and what kind of family you are. You are cruel and inconsiderate, and you have no love for any other human beings. You are selfish, Mr. Carr. My life is destroyed now, and I have nothing to lose anymore. By a dog howling, bitch? I can see that there shall be no peace in my life or my family's until I end yours. Oh my Jesus. Carr and his wife called the police immediately, uh, but all they did was listen sympathetically. (laughs) Ten days later... What did we talk about last week? Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, ten days later, Carr heard a gunshot coming from his backyard where he discovered the black Labrador bleeding on the ground. Oh, my God. A man wearing jeans and a yellow shirt was bounding away. He rushed to Harvey, to the veter- veterinarian, where he was saved. Carr's phone. Carr phoned the police again. This time, patrolman Peter Intervalo and Thomas Chamberlain examined the letters and began an investigation. At this time... The son of Sam's letters to Captain Barelli had not been leaked to the newspapers. So no one thought to connect these letters to the Borelli letter.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Operation Omega was growing in size and resources, and it had expanded to some 200 detectives within the city in the midst of a panic. Being assigned to the Omega task force was considered an honor. Catching the perpetrator of six murderous assaults would mean tremendous awards for the detectives involved. And they knew it. There was an extra incentive put in For the long hours to catch this nut. After long hours, however, brought frayed nerves. Detectives were at each other's throats over trivialities. Relationships with wives and children were severely strained. Caffeine and alcohol consumption increased. And cots were placed in the Omega headquarters station so that officers could grab at least a few hours of sleep before they started again. So
0: they wanted to keep it so small that they started to stress everyone out so much. Large.
1: 200 detectives.
0: Well, uh, but... At the same time, like you're looking at something the size of New York City, you need that many detectives. Mm-hmm. That I still think that's small. <laughs> I think that 200 people is still small. So keeping that that small, but then saying like, please stay, keep keep Appreciate researching, uh, but you like don't go back to your family. Don't go back. T- and live your life, like, any of that... Because they want... I'm sure all these people wanted to catch him. Like, mm-hmm. and it, we'll see the same thing with mine, is that, like, these police were so involved that they, like, they could not live without knowing who was being... Who could not live without catching the person who was doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Which harkens back to the Zodiac. Yeah. Who, one of the detectives basically ruined his life mm-hmm. trying to catch this that well guy.
0: that's what the the lead detective of my case died before he died just after he got
1: caught and like
0: they're they're like i'll talk about it. yeah um so uh
1: so on may 30th 1977 daily news columnist jimmy Jimmy Breslin received a handwritten letter from someone who claimed to be the 44 caliber shooter. The letter was postmarked early the same day uh, in Inglewood, New Jersey on the reverse of the envelope, neatly hand printed in four precisely centered lines were the words blood and family, darkness and death, absolute depravity, 44 caliber. Oh my God. The letter inside read hello from the gutters of NYC. Which are filled with dog manure, vomit, stale wine, urine, and blood. Hello from the sewers of NYC, which swallow up these delicacies when they are washed away by sweeper trucks. Hello from the cracks in the sidewalks of NYC, and from the ants that dwell in these cracks and feed on the dried blood of dead. He doesn't even live in New York City! Sorry. Dried blood of the dead that has settled into the cracks. JB, I'm just dropping you a line to let you know that I appreciate your interest in those recent and horrendous 44 caliber killings. I also want to tell you that I read your column daily and I find it quite informative. Tell me, Jim, what will you have for July 29th? You can't forget about me. If you like, because I don't care for publicity. However, if you—he
0: obviously does—he be writing these letters.
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs) However, you must not forget Donna Loria, and you cannot let the people forget her either. She was a very, very very sweet girl, but Sam's a thirsty lad, and he won't let me stop killing until he gets his fill of blood. Mr. Breslin, sir, I don't think that because you haven't heard from me for a while that I went to sleep. No, rather, I am still here. Like a spirit roaming the night. Thirsty, hungry, seldom stopping for to rest. Anxious to please Sam. I love my work. Now the void has been filled. Perhaps we shall meet face to face someday, or perhaps I will be blown away with a cops by a smoking thirty-eight. Whatever, I if I find the if I shall be fortunate enough to meet you, I will tell you the same tell you all about Sam if you like, and I will introduce you to him. His name is Sam the Terrible. Not knowing what the future looks future holds, I shall say farewell and I will see you at the next job. Or should I say you will see my handiwork at the next job? Remember Miss Loria. Thank you, in their blood from the gutters, Sam's creation, 44. Here are some names to help you along. Forward them to the inspector for the use by the NCIC. The Duke of Death. The Wicked King Wicker. The 22 Disciples of Hell. John Wheaties, Rapist and Suffocator of Young Girls. P.S. Inform all the detectives working the slaying to remain. P.S. JB, don't inform all the detectives working the case that I wish the best of wish them the best of luck. Keep them digging. Drive on. Think positive. Get off your butts. Knock on coffins, etc. So he thinks he can just get away with all this. Sorry. Upon my capture, I promise to buy all of the guys working the case a pair of new shoes if I can get up the money. Son of Sam. Underneath the Son of Sam was a logo or a sketch of several symbols. The writer's question, what will you have for July 29th, was considered ominous threat. July 29th would be the first anniversary of the forty four caliber shootings. Mm -hmm. Breslin notified the police who thought the letter was probably from someone with knowledge of the shootings. The Breslin letter was sophisticated in its wording and presentation, especially when compared to the crudely written first letter. Did
0: it have correct spelling?
1: Yes. Oh. And the police suspected that it may have been created in an art studio or similarly similar professional location by someone with expertise in printing, calligraphy, or graphic design. Oh, so he's working with someone. The unusual writing caused the police to speculate the killer was a comic letterer, and they even asked staff members of DC Comics whether they recognized the lettering. dc like batman mm-hmm. i love that the wicked king wicker reference caused police to arrange a private screening of the wicker man a 1973 horror movie the new york daily news published the letter a week later agreeing with the police to withhold portions of the text and breslin urged the killer to surrender himself they didn't go into detail about it but i don't think it was written by son of sam it was somebody who was i think do you think
0: do you think that Son of Sam was dictating it, or no, I don't
1: um, think it had anything to do with it.
0: There's was just someone who was interested in the case and was like, "I'm going to stir up some shit." Yeah, damn it. Ugh. I thought he was dictating it. That mm-hmm. was my guess is that he was telling someone like, "Okay, well,
1: last time it was messy. Like, let's do it better." And I don't think he was able to create something. That I don't think it's was kind of to poetic. That. Yeah, it was. Um, morbid, but poetic. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. Um, on June 26, 1977, there was another shooting. Sal Lupio, Lupo, a mechanics helper, and Judy Palacido, a recent high school graduate, had left the Elfes Descotech in Bayside, Queens, and were sitting in Lupo's parked car at about 3 a.m. when three gunshots blasted through the vehicle. Lupo was wounded in the right forearm while Policido was shot in the right temple, shoulder, and back of the neck, but both victims survived their injuries. Lupo told police that the young couple had been discussing the Son of Sand case only moments before the shooting. Oh, that sucked. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know the scary shit? Bang! It be us. Happened to you. Oh, that's, that's irony. Neither Lu- Lupo or Placido had seen their attacker, but two witnesses reported a tall, dark-haired man in a leisure suit fleeing from the area. One claimed to see him leave in a car and even supplied a partial license plate number. The first anniversary of the initial forty-four caliber shooting was approaching, and the police established a sizable dragnet that emphasized past hunting grounds in Queens and Bronx. However, the next and final forty-four shooting occurred in Brooklyn. Oh, on July thirty-first, nineteen seventy-seven, Stacy Moskowitz and a, sec- a secretary and Robert Violante, a clothing store salesman, both twenty, were in Violante's car which was parked under a streetlight near a city park in the neighborhood of bath beach. They were banging or necking.
0: What does that mean? Kissing. Oh yeah. Scandalous. Scandalous. It was definitely scandalous. Um, they were doing something. Yeah. You know it. On but their she first was, date. She was, the, she was a sec- Oh, there was the first date. No,
1: oh. so maybe not. Maybe not. They were kissing. That's not scandalous. When me. a man approached within three feet of the passenger side of Violante's car and fired four rounds in the car striking both victims in the head before he escaped into the park. Violante left his lost his left eye. Moskowitz, the only blonde victim of Berkowitz, died from her injuries.
0: I'm just... I get Well, I guess... New York City... I can't do math. 40 years ago was much different than it is now. But, like, we would... Whenever I... 50? 50, 50 years ago? Uh, whenever we'd walk around New York City... At two o'clock in the morning, there were so many people out that, like, I can't imagine that someone could just shoot, shoot someone and just like, there you go. It's it's four o'clock
1: in the morning and there's seventy people out. Like, well, this is in Brooklyn, if that makes a difference. Yeah, I don't know. It does. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Brooklyn. I was only on Manhattan. You know what Brooklyn? I yes. don't know. <laughs> um, local resident Cassilia Ka- Davis was walking her dog at the scene of the Moskovitz and Violante shooting when she saw patrol officer Michael Cataneo ticketing a car that was parked near a fire hydrant. Moments after the police, traffic police had left, a young man walked past her from the area of the car and he seemed to study her with some interest. Davis felt concerned because she was wielding, uh, he was wielding in his hand a a dark object. Um, She ran to her home only to hear shots fired behind her in the streets. Davis remained silent about this experience for four days until she finally contacted the police.
0: Oh, come on, girl.
1: Who closely checked every car that had been ticketed in the area that night. Berkowitz's 1974 door yellow Ford Galaxy was among the cars that they investigated. On August 9, 1977, an NYPD detective James Justice telephoned Yonkers police to ask them to schedule an interview with Berkowitz. The Yonkers police dispatcher who first took justice's calls was Wheat Carr, the daughter of Sam Carr. Wait, I'm sorry.
0: What do you say? Berkowitz's car was... Ticketed. He (laughs) was... Hold on. I parked here. I got ticketed while I was shooting someone. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. He's going to get caught because of a ticket?
1: Yep. I love that. The Yonkers police dispatcher who first took justice's call was Wheat Carr, the daughter of Sam Carr. Mm Mm-hmm who Berkowitz shot his dog.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, uh,
1: Justice asked the Yonkers police for some help tracking down Berkowitz. According to Michael Novotny, a sergeant at the Yonkers police department, the Yonkers police had their own suspicions about Berkowitz in a connection with a strange crime in Yonkers, Yonkers, crimes that they had referred to in one uh, of the Son of Sam letters. Investigators even told the New York City detective that Berkowitz just might be the son of Sam. Just, he might He might be. Some <laughs> we don't I, know. We don't know. Um, next day, August 10th, 1977, police investigated Berkowitz's car that was parked on the street outside his apartment building at 35 Pine Street in Yonkers. They saw a rifle in the back seat. They searched the car and found a duffel bag filled with ammunition, maps of the crime scenes, and a threatening letter addressed to Inspector Timothy Dowd of the Omega Task Force. Police decided to wait for Berkowitz to leave the apartment. Rather than risk a violent encounter in the building's narrow hallways, they also waited to attain a search warrant for the apartment. Worried that their search might be challenged in court, the initial search of the vehicle was based on the rifle in the visible back seat. Although possessions of such a rifle was legal in New York State and required no special permits. So they were worried, can we actually get him with this evidence? Just because he had a rifle
0: in his Mm -hmm.
1: backseat. The warrant still had not arrived when Berkowitz exited the apartment building at about 10 p.m. and entered his car. Detective John Faltico approached the driver's side of the vehicle. Faltico pointed his gun close to Berkowitz's temple, while Detective Sergeant William Gardella pointed his gun from the passenger side. A paper bag containing a forty four caliber bulldog revolver of the same type that was identified in ballistic texts was found next to Berkowitz in his car.
0: so they did something illegal by pulling up their guns on this man mm-hmm. and found out
1: that he was the person. Yes, interesting. Berkowitz then flatly stated, "Well, you got me." <laughs> <laughs> they
0: got me gal. <Miguel. laughs> um oh no.
1: Yeah. So, an all an alternate version claimed that Berkowitz's first words were were well, you got me. How come I took you so long?
0: Oh. That's the, worse but also the same.
1: Yeah. John falcatita was officially credited by the NYPD as arresting the, the arresting officer of the Son of Sam. Police searched Department seven E and found it in disarray with satanic graffiti on the walls. Oh my god! They also found diaries that he had kept since he was twenty-one, three stenographers' notebooks, nearly all full of Berkowitz's meticulously uh, noted uh, <laughs> hundreds of arsons. So he was like, "I just burn everything." He claimed to have set throughout New York City. He he had set over, according to his his notebooks three stenographers notebooks of his fires they added up to about fourteen hundred.
0: Fourteen hundred fires
1: mm-hmm. wow uh, you think that they'd be investigating that more than the murders well new york in the 1970s there were a ton of abandoned buildings that's true light everything on fire <laughs> yeah um, soon after berkowitz's arrest the address of the building was changed from 35 pine street to 42 pine street in attempt to end its notoriety um, oh
0: let's just change the numbers by six yeah seven it's still there.
1: Yeah. It um, obviously didn't change much. I mean, people are living there. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so cozy. Uh, after the arrest, Berkowitz was brief- briefly held in Yonkers Police Station before being transferred to the 60th Precinct in Coney Island, where Detective Task Force was located. Um, at about 1 a.m., Mayor Abraham Beam arrived to, to see the suspect personally. After a brief and wordless encounter, he announced to the media the people of New York City can rest easy because of the fact that the police have captured the man whom they have been believed to be the son of Sam. On August 11th, Berkowitz was interrogated for about 30 minutes. Uh, he quickly confessed to the shootings and expressed an interest in pleading guilty.
0: Oh my god. These, these two cases that we're about to talk about are so similar. Yeah. These are so similar. They're so similar, because the exact same thing happened to mine.
1: I remember when yours was arrested. Yeah. Well, that was when we were alive. Yeah. Um, The investigation was led by John Keenan, who took the confession. During questioning, Berkowitz claimed that his neighbor's dog was one of the reasons that he killed, stating that the dog demanded the blood of pretty young girls. So he blamed everything on the fucking dog? He said that Sam mentioned in the first letter was his former neighbor, neighbor, Sam Carr. Berkowitz believed that Harvey Carr's black Labrador Retriever was possessed by an ancient demon, and that it issued irresistible commands to Berkowitz to kill people.
0: Oh my God! I talked to the story about me being uh on ant uh, decongestion. Cow was... The cow was possessed. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You're the son of Sam. i I'm,
1: I'm apparently a murderer. A few weeks after his arrest and confession, Berkowitz was permitted to communicate with the press. In a letter to the New York Post dated September 19, 1977, Berkowitz alluded to his original story of blo- de- demonic possession, but closed with a warning that it had been interpreted by some investigators as an admission of criminal accomplices. There are other, son- quote, there are other sons out there, God help this world. A press conference in February 1979, however, Berkowitz declared that his previous claim of demonic possessions were a, quote, hoax. Oh, boy. Uh, Which
0: also, I have to say, everyone blames everything on satanic people. The Church of Satan is actually, like, very progressive. I'm just going to say that. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a Satanist at all, but uh, if I was to subscribe to a religion, <laughs> I would probably go with Satanism because of the the... Uh, acceptance that comes from that church.
1: Why don't you do Buddhism or something?
0: Well, I do. <laughs> I would choose Buddhism much more, but. Uh, I'm but definitely
1: going look to look them up first. I
0: just don't believe in any of these things. So
1: hmm.
0: <laughs> that's why I'm the way I am. But the Church of Satan is very like, they're like, we love everyone. Like, we're not trying to hate anyone. We're just praising Satan. Yep. Praise Satan.
1: <laughs> Stop.
0: No, I'm not saying that. They're saying that. Praise <laughs> Satan. <laughs>
1: Uh Berkowitz stated in a long series of meetings with his special court appointed psychiatrist David Abrahamson that he had I a hate long I that name Abrahamson. Abrahamson
0: Actually I don't that's Swedish He's Abrahamson Yeah do you, do you know that mm-hmm. Okay
1: but it's S E N I don't care. It's still the same thing. It sounds more Jewishy to me.
0: Well, it means that – what what that means is that they came over to America, and America was like, yeah, I spelled your name wrong. I don't
1: care. Move Whatever. on. Whatever. I mean,
0: that's the same – that's basically where White came from. Where, that's why like, my name is Spencer. Uh, it was actually Stephen. I don't know how that works. Yep. Uh, I'm just talking about, like, any person that came over from any European country, they were like, I don't know what you just said. I'm just going to write down the first thing I heard and
1: just move on. <laughs> your name is – uh. <sighs> What was that? Vosker Reichen? And they was
0: like, yeah. How about... Vosker Reichen. How go about on. Ford? Yeah. This is what you get. They just wrote down whatever the fuck they wanted to. And so, like, that's what people in the 1900s lost their last names and tracking back to anyone else because there's... you got no name. That's why your name is White. White. Because Vice. They were like, yeah, yeah I heard White. Can, go, go.
1: Um... He had contemplated murder to get a revenge on the world that he had felt rejected and hurt him. The three separate mental health examinations determined Berkowitz to be fit for trial. Good. Despite his lawyers' pleas for him to plead not guilty by reason of insanity, Berkowitz refused and pled guilty to all of the shootings. I love that. At his sentencing two weeks later, Berkowitz caused an uproar when he attempted to jump out of a window on the seventh floor of the courtroom. Uh, After he was restrained, he repeatedly chanted, quote, Stacy was a whore, and shouted, I'd kill her again, I'd kill them all again. The court ordered another psychiatric examination before sentencing could proceed. During the evaluation, Berkowitz drew a sketch of a jailed man surrounded by numerous walls. At the bottom he wrote, quote, I am not well, not well at all. Nonetheless, Berkowitz was again found competent to stand trial. On June 12, 1978, Berkowitz was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for each murder to be served consecutively. He was ordered to serve time at Attica Correctional Facility in upstate New York, Supermax Prison. Despite prosecutors... Not at Rikers? Nope. Interesting. Uh, despite pr- prosecutors' objections, the term of Berkwitz guilty plea made him eligible per- for parole in 25 years. But he never did. He was eligible for parole after 25 years for
0: t- how many life sentences? Six? Seven? How many did, did he actually kill?
1: Uh, I think it was eight. Eight. Okay. Um, but yeah. He's he's entitled to a a parole hearing, but he has never never made one. Uh, How old is he? Is he alive? Mm-hmm.
0: He's still alive. Mm-hmm.
1: He was born in 1953, so yeah. he's seventy some.
0: Sixty some. He, he's nearly seventy. So, yeah, sixty-seven. Nearly seventy. Sixty-seven.
1: <laughs> Um, he stated that while his parole was unrealistic, he feels that he had un- improved himself behind bars. He said, quote, I feel like I am no risk whatsoever. Um, I don't believe that prison staff considered him to be a model prisoner, but he has always been denied parole. Good. And so he's still there.
0: I don't know. I guess once again, Canadian idea of like rehabilitation, would look much differently on that, but like when you kill that many people and you're just that gone from reality, there's only so much that like you can really rehabilitate at that point.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely sick, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's on medication, I'm sure, yeah, but I don't know, I don't know, man. His he needs, he's somebody that needs to be constantly surveyed, monitor,
0: and like. I don't know that necessarily, like, jail is a thing for it, but, like, definitely, like, a mental, mental something. And, like, whether or not he has to check in with them every, like, three days or something like that. Like, I could accept that. But being out in the real world and back with people, especially the way that New York City is now 50 years later, like, everyone's out there. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I I, I don't know that's a crazy story i've always heard of son of sam but like i'd never never researched it never looked into it because once again we started this podcast because spencer liked this stuff and he was like let's scare chris let's do this yeah. uh and like once again it's the exact
1: same thing he you could literally just like be in a car and just someone come up to your car and shoot you the scariest things in the world why do they happen because you're in the wrong place you're in at the, the wrong, wrong time. Exactly. My favorite movie, The Strangers, why are you doing this? Because you were home.
0: Well, this fucking story I'm about to tell you is all just like, why? Because you were home. Because you were home. Because you were home.
1: I think that The Son of Sam in particular is uh, very prominent in culture because if he was not uh, ticketed and that Mm. woman hadn't said, something's funky here. Yeah.
0: I saw this man get out of his car with something. Yeah, and then I heard gunshots after I ran away because I was scared.
1: It could have been, in my opinion, I think it could have been. But those girls who were chased,
0: Yeah, those girls that were chased by that man could have gone inside and been like, "I got chased by a man, something scary," and maybe could have not been killed and could have caught the guy. Yeah, because he was obviously like still looking for them when he came back a second time. Like, I don't know. That just, and I mean, there were multiple points that, like, even the whenever the guy the the family got threatened because of the the lab. If but that none had...
1: of them are connected. I, they weren't connected exactly. That's the difficulty, which is again harkening back to the Zodiac, because that's and, where uh, it started. Nothing is the same.
0: Exactly. Ugh, god, it's ridiculous. Um, give me think about. <laughs> oh, sure. And she was like, "We need to go to Chipultepeg. And we went to Travoltapec. And it was like, the wait for a seat is like an hour and a half or something like that. No, I think it was 45 minutes. And she was like, okay, well, let's go find queso somewhere else. So we get in the car, and the Uber driver, back with the same Uber driver, and just drove around the city of Houston. You went to a Mexican restaurant. Uh, A Mexican restaurant that's not incredible. (laughs) Unless you're drunk. It tastes incredible
1: when you're drunk. To go to another Mexican restaurant. Yes, and you drove around the city for forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes, sixty-two dollar Uber ride. You do know that there was a Mexican restaurant within two miles it was of three, that same one.
0: Three o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. So, which Mexican restaurant is open at three o'clock in the morning? Go to H E B and get Velveeta. Three. It's three o'clock in the morning. H E B closes at midnight. So Go to we Walmart. D- we d- <laughs> we drove around for. Uh, 45 minutes and we ended up in river oaks i remember seeing the like palm tree lights and all that stuff i had no idea where we were because i was so no to so new to houston and i still lived over at the far west side so i was like i don't know anything about downtown houston at all uh but i do remember the the palm tree lights uh so we were just driving around and we were supposed to be looking up different places for queso and we just kept on talking to uber driver he was a great talker we were just drunk and we were just like having fun and then uh it was three thirty, and we we're like, "Let's go back to Chapultepec." <laughs> so we drove back to Chapultepec and uh, got there, and we're like, "Hey, you want to have case with it?" He's like, "You know what?
1: Yeah, you know what, Brooklyn? Yeah, <laughs> yeah." As I will have case with I you. I don't understand because how did you have to put in a a location an endpoint? I don't
0: know. I guess he just like kept on like making turns. I I don't know, but it, she still got charged from Uber for sixty two dollars. And then she paid for his dinner. She paid for all of us to eat at Chipotle. She, we bought queso. We bought a lot of queso, and then
1: each of us had our own meals. I and feel like you guys went up to the counter. and You were like, "Hey, I'm, what's that? That's Chipotle. They can you, do you, you sell the queso by the gallon? Uh, the
0: number, honestly, honestly, truly, honestly. or is it
1: metric? Is it? Liters? And I'm sure if
0: I'd ask them, "Will you serve me a margarita?" They'd probably be like, "Well, we're not supposed to," do. but like. <laughs> So they, no. they probably be like, are you a cop? And like, no. And they're like, you legally have to tell me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And they're like, <laughs> they're like they okay, okay, Maybe You don't legally have to <laughs> tell them. I don't know. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then I get free alcohol. I just wanted it, but free. we not free. Okay, not we get free, free, free alcohol. It would not be free. Uh, but now we yeah we free got for you, not for Savannah. for some Yeah, for Savannah. It's free for me, but she'd pay for it. Um, yeah, that was a. Uh, that was one of my favorite. That was. I don't know when that happened. That was one of my favorite memories from, I guess, October, because if it just showed up on her timeline again, it happened in October of 2016, my first year of being here. That was almost five years ago.
1: Oh, poor thing. Do you want me to embroider that? Chris or moved to Houston almost it? five years ago. Yes. I'll make a cross stitch pattern for you. Uh, will it look like sideways no it'll say chris moved here five years ago and then it'll be do the more the more you know
0: star (laughs) who had a pickup truck
1: i don't know who had one but you were under it weren't you oh yeah that was in uh that was pride of
0: 2016 oh my god pride of 2016 i had a lot of sex
1: Harkening back to those days when you had an adequate amount. Yeah. And
0: as we discussed last night, I do not have an adequate amount.
1: Down to zero times a zero, year.
0: Zero numbers a year. Actually, I had sex like three times this year. It's the same person, but he sucks now. So I'm not sexing him anymore. Anyways, are we recording?
1: We've been recording.
0: Okay. We're back on. How much have you recorded? Everything. Everything. Okay. Well, welcome back to our podcast. We took a break to let me go to the bathroom. They can tell because
1: we went from one subject to another without like any like, just
0: Well, of so Sam. Nope. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Here's Chris having sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we need to like get crazy cuz we haven't said anything like wild this podcast and we need to say some wild shit, okay? Um I believe that I have. What did you say that was wild? Do you, I didn't write anything down for a. I just a,
2: talked
1: about the son of Sam. Everything no, a title, a
0: title for the podcast. We need to get like some stupid quotes in, okay? Uh, that's on you now. That's on period now. That's on period. That's on period. Uh, okay. Well, this week, uh, so Spencer just got done talking about the son of Sam, and as he mentioned, we are doing the biggest and greatest uh, cases across everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I'm actually going to talk about uh, the case of. BTK. Brian Taylor Killian. Yes. Uh, also known as Dennis Rader. Um, so, you know jump into it? Or, like, do we have something else? No. No. Nope. I... You know what, Brooklyn? No. No. Well, Dennis Lynn Rader uh, was born on March 9th of 1945 to Dorothy Ray Rader and William Elvin Rader. He was one of four sons. He was born in Pittsburgh, Can't. Pittsburgh, Kansas, uh, but he grew up in Wichita. Uh, his parents both worked a lot and gave him little attention, uh, to their children at home, gave little attention to their children, children at home. Raider would later describe feeling ignored by his mother in particular and harbored anger for that towards her, um, towards her specifically, um, from a young age, uh, Rader harbored sadistic sexual fantasies about torturing trapped and helpless women, quote unquote. um, he also exhibited zoosadism. Uh, Who? Zoosadism.
1: I don't know what that means. Zoo. Oh, cruelty to animals.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Next sentence says exactly what you just said: by torturing and killing hanging small animals. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, that's Jeffrey Dahmer. He did the same thing. Well, he, he didn't kill animals. He had dead animals, and he was like, "I'm gonna bleed to bones. I like their bones. I'm enjoying those."
2: <laughs> it Cindy this is bones! Cindy, this is
0: bounds. Um, so raider also acted out sexual fe- fetishes for voyeurism, uh, auto auto erotic asphyxiation. Um, I had to say that slowly because I was don't a lot. understand that. I I don't. I'm not into any kind of a pain. No, as we talked about last week, we 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 don't do that. We we're vanilla. Uh, but I'm like. Ooh. I understand kisses. the concept of it because Ooh kisses. Ooh That's too much.
2: Ooh
0: Ooh yeah. <laughs> Ooh Kisses Exactly. <laughs> Is that our name for our podcast? Ooh kisses. kisses. Uh um, Kissy kisses. Kissy. Mm-hmm. Uh autoerotic asphyxiation as- asphyxiation. I cannot ever say that word, whether or not I've had alcohol or I'm sober. Uh autoerotic asphyxiation. There we go. Um
1: Do you ever feel like you have too much spit in your mouth yes always <laughs> constantly do i sound like i have too much spit in no, my mouth but i feel like that like always. especially during the commercials i'm like wow that's a lot <laughs> I'm like
0: oh, because we're so focused on like getting the words out that we're like <laughs> also name do you ever feel like you have too much
1: spit all the time. <laughs> All
0: the t- I'm gonna write this on. Hold on. Uh, go back. Go back. I need to go do a thing. Um, yeah, n- n- names of episode.
1: much like spit? Kisses. kisses. Ooh kisses. Ooh kisses. Uh, Energy. Do you ever? I mean, you don't need to write them down. We've already decided. Do you ever feel like you have too much spit in your mouth? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we don't know if something's going to get crazier later on.
1: Hey. <laughs> I'm getting wild.
0: Yeah. You're welcome to uh, interrupt me as much as possible. I'm gonna. I did it to you the entire time.
1: We're halfway through this three-hour episode now. Is it going to be three hours? We're at an hour and a half, Oh, so. let's
0: go. Um. So, yeah, Zeus is a... Oh, we were talking about auto-erotic, auto-erotic asphyxiation. Um... I don't understand it. I don't plan on doing that. However, I do understand the concept of it because when you choke yourself, it it apparently causes like more blood flow to your penis. I'm not encouraging anyone to do this because yeah, but it, still, it's life threatening. It's life threatening. It, you should not do this. Um, No.
1: Yeah. Like I remember hearing on the news, like uh, people playing that chubby bunny game where you just put as many marshmallows in your and mouth. And people choked game. and died. And I'm like. But why? But why are you doing that? Uh, also, How old are you? Just get your older brother to buy you alcohol and just, just watch fucking take the smurfs. Some, take some shots. Take some shots, smoke some weed and just like live also, life. Read a book. <laughs> you could take For some shots, think.
0: smoke some weed, and then read a book. <laughs> and then the
1: word, well, those words <laughs> they pop out at you.
0: Whoa, well, those words are really doing something.
1: Smoke smoke some weed. And then the words say what you want them to. Exactly. It's like, whoa. That's <laughs> doing a thing. That's crazy. That's crazy. People magazine turns into something wild.
0: Oh, there's so many pictures. Also, what about those magazines that have the scents in them, too? Oh, my God. Imagine if you had, like, the scratch and sniff while you were high.
1: Yeah, but I want them to be, like, roast turkey dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <it>
2: smells <laughs> so good. You know Is that gravy? Vibe? You know... <laughs> Is that gravy? Toast.
0: <laughs> you know those high people who like lick, <laughs> just like lick the scratch and the That Like it tastes mm-hmm. like
1: perfume. Mm-hmm. That's um,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> That's a lot of glue. <laughs> I hate that so much. Um, he also did cross dressing. Uh, he would often spy on his female neighbors while dressing. So far,
1: a... I don't see any difference between him and you.
0: I don't either. Uh, well, okay. Uh, he would spine his female neighbors while dressing in women's clothing. It's still no different.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> including only thing that's different the the mean animals thing. Don't it's not that one.
0: Including women's
1: underwear uh, that he had
0: stolen and masturbate with ropes and other bindings around his arms and neck. So, up to the masturbate part is basically the same. My neighbor's is Savannah. I just dress in her her clothes and I'm like. Hey. <laughs> 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 hey. Don't you
1: want to go to anthropology this
2: weekend?
0: <laughs> and then she'd be like dan- dancing in my clothes. She's like, Ugh. she's
1: like, these are fucking gross. <laughs> You're wearing a baggy, why is it all basketball shorts?
0: Baggy t-shirt and basketball shorts. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, um, I'm comfortable, but <laughs> <laughs> but at what cost? My dignity. Uh, honestly, she wears more basketball shorts than I do. Surprisingly,
1: I've never seen her wear them, so it doesn't exist. The limit doesn't Well, because exist.
0: anytime she comes over to your house, she's wearing work clothes. I've been at your house, jeans.
1: and she wasn't wearing them.
0: You've seen her twice at my house. Yeah, and she wasn't wearing basketball You've been to shorts. my house when she was there twice.
1: And she wasn't wearing basketball shorts.
0: Because we were dressed up to go to see Katya, and the other time we were recording. And she came home from work.
1: I'm just saying. Seems <laughs> unlikely. Seems kind of sus. <laughs> Super sus.
0: Super sus. Well, years later, during his cooling off periods between murders, Raider would take pictures of himself wearing women's clothes and a female mask while he was bound. He took pictures, of Polaroids, of himself while he was dressed in
1: those masks are fucking creepy. Fucking creepy. Fucking creepy. Uh oh. Um, I'm gonna pause because I want you to see something. Okay. Suss, and
0: we're, and we're back. Crazy. Um. Yeah, just creepy things. Spencer watches creepy.
1: I things. love weird shit. Yeah, honestly.
0: Um, well, speaking of this female mask, that's what we saw. Robot I'm gonna get one. A, I please don't. You're gonna wear it during a podcast. I'm like, here, curious. Oh, I won't
1: wear it. No, oh. I'll just. You know those like wig heads. I'll put be- it on that and then put it on the table. That's <laughs> creepier.
2: That's Barbara. <laughs> oh my god, it's Barbara. Barbara is Barbara. gonna
1: become. You're gonna like
0: slowly buy features to Barbara. And, like, get more fingers. (laughs) Yes! And, and like, turn her into, like, a real human being. And then I'm like, okay.
1: And then put her on the front yard.
0: That's how I know the podcast needs to end.
1: (laughs) Nope. Nope. Either
0: I murder someone or you
1: create create Barbara. (laughs) Yes. Because you're you're too afraid
0: of blood. I'm not trying to kill someone. But if I needed to, I could. What? Don't say that. I don't want to say that.
1: Anyways, so um, from the Real Housewives of New York, there's one girl. I don't remember what her name is, but she says the only thing that's fake about me is this. And then takes her fake leg. Oh, the wooden
0: ass leg? Throws
1: it across the restaurant. I want to get that leg. Mm-hmm. And then the one that Alaska had. Those will be the legs. Two wooden legs. Got to find the arm still. Not you don't,
0: sure. There's no femurs. That's fine. <laughs> She's walking. <catch>. Brooms. <laughs> Broomsticks. For funny. witches. Yeah, Witches. Uh, I love this. I also hate it so much. So once the, the point that you create full Barbara, I think
1: I'm out. Thomas would not be down for that. But I'm going to try. Uh, Thomas, I'll... I'm going to get a woman's face mask. Oh, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not trans. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. No. I just a have face a mask for someone else. I'm going to put it on a wig head. And then uh-huh. get a, a breastplate. He doesn't... <laughs> he does not seem convinced. And put it on a sack of flour.
0: And you're, you're saying you're not going to wear this breastplate. I mean... <laughs> I
1: gotta try it on. I gotta see if it works. I don't want Barbara to feel unendowed.
0: I, I want to make sure that the breastplate is right for Barbara. If it's
1: not right, I'll just buy another one and keep that one. Yeah. Just you know what the lady parts baloney baloney i'll switch it out all the time but it's gonna be made of baloney that's disgusting okay it's a nutritious (laughs) food
0: okay uh (laughs) he would later admit that okay he (laughs) what is happening raider would (laughs) take pictures of himself wearing women's clothes uh what where am i where's uh Years later, during his cooling off periods between murders, Raider would take pictures of himself wearing women's clothes with a female mask while bound, as we just started. He would later admit that he was pretending to be his, pretending to be his victims. They're
1: clanging. Oh. Together.
0: oh. Um, as part of his sexual fantasy, Raider kept his sexual uh well hidden. However, he was widely regarded in his community as normal. Polite and well mannered.
1: Nobody's normal.
0: Which kinks, I have to say, which kinks are valid. However, killing people is not. bitch.
2: Mm-mm. I have to
0: say that Kink, we we talked about kinks last last episode a little bit. Um, we talked about like being kind of nasty during our sexting periods, but like there, there there comes to like a limit.
1: The limit does not exist. No, no, it definitely no, it d- does. It definitely does, it yeah, does not
0: include killing people. No, no. It does not include, like, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know, I've seen plenty of gay people that are like, oh, I want to be, like, tied up in blah, blah, And I'm like. No. I don't want, I don't want someone to choke me. Like, I want you to choke me, but, like, not choke me. You know I what I'm saying? I don't want any like,
1: choking. Don't tie me up. I, I, uh, I, I, like, a little bit a of no? pressure in
0: my throat, maybe, but, like, not, like, you if you put too much, like, I'm going to slap. Pull my hair. Yeah.
1: Cool. It, not even That's that. It. I don't have much hair. So. Well, don't don't do that. I have a healthy head of hair, so it's fine. So
0: don't rip my hair out, please. Um yeah, no. Anyways, uh Rader attended Kansas Wesleyan University after high school, but received mediocre grades and dropped out dropped out after one year. He spent nineteen sixty-six through nineteen seventy at the United States Air Force. Upon discharge, he moved to Park City, Kansas, where he worked in the meat department. At a Leaker's IGA supermarket, where his mother was a bookkeeper, uh, his mother met Paula Dietz, Dietz 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 at church and introduced her to her to him. No, introduced him to her when he came back from being deployed. Raider married Paula on May twenty second of nineteen seventy seventy one after nine months of dating. Um, it's the seventies. That's what you do. Yeah, uh, they had two children, Carrie and Brian uh carrie will come out later because um, of
1: the movie what do you mean the movie carrie the movie yes from steve differently, but yes c-a-r-r-y
0: k-e-r-r-i oh no oh no. no 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 uh he attended butler county community college in el dorado kansas uh, earning an associate's degree in electronics in 1973, he then enrolled at Wichita State University and graduated in 1979 with a bachelor's degree of uh, administration in administration of justice. What I think is this? hilarious,
1: because um, he never administrated justice. He
0: never did. Uh, Raider initially worked as an assembler for the Coleman Company, an outdoor supply company. He worked at the Wichita-based Office of ADT Sur- Security Services from 1974 to 1988, the times he was active, uh, mm. where he installed security alarms as part of his job in many cases for homeowners who were concerned concerned about the BTK killings.
1: I just do want to make a little note here because I did see something about this recently. Anybody that comes to your door and says, "Hey, we're installing things, security." Just Don't let them in. Tell me where your valuables are and we can t- we can make a program for you. Don't let anybody in your house. Don't let anybody one, in your house unless you call them. And two, if you are going to think about it, make them show you some kind of credential and also make sure you make an appointment somewhere.
0: So it's logged electronically so they can see if something fucking happens.
1: I'm saying. Listen, Simply Safe is here to provide you with <laughs> here's our sponsor <laughs> just kidding i wish uh, I, honestly um
0: raider was a census field was a census field operation supervisor for the wichita area in 1989 before the 1990s f- federal census so he was like oh you know what i'm gonna be a census operator which also our census started this year and they're saying that he did it in 1989 so back in the day they Back in the day, meaning you couldn't 30 do it online.
1: Ago. What you couldn't do it online back in well, Yeah,
0: I so understand it took that. longer. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, in May of 1991, Raider became a dog catcher and a cl- compliance officer in Park City, Kansas. In this position, neighbors recalled him as being sometimes overzealous and extremely strict, as well as taking special precautions. I'm sorry, special pleasures in bullying and harassing single women. One neighbor complained that Raider killed her dog for no reason. Uh, Raider was a member of the Christ, the Christ Lutheran Church and had been elected president of the church council. He was also a Cub Scout leader, which we'll come back later. Um, on January fifteenth of nineteen seventy four, four members of the Otero family were murdered in Wichita, Kansas. The victims were Joseph Otero, age thirty eight. Julie Otero age 34, Joseph Otero jr. age 9 and Josephine Otero age 11. Their bodies were discovered by the family's eldest child who was in 10th grade. I think his name is Charlie Charlie Otero um, Raider who didn't like that no one was talking about that no one was talking about it wrote a letter that had been stashed inside of an engineering book at the Wichita Public Library. In October of 1974, which described in detail the killing of the Otero family in January of that year. So basically, he was like, "Okay, why is this not getting any attention? I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to put it in a book, and you're going to have to read it." But he sends it to the to uh, ABC Cake uh, Station, is K A K E, um, which will come up again later. Uh, cake. Cake. So I'm just going to call it cake um which everyone else called it Kate in all the documentaries that i watch um that he sent him a letter and was like go look at this book and i do want
1: to know why are all the television stations they start with k i don't know it, uh, they most, stand for something and most of the radio stations start with w what is our k K-T-TV or something kbtv uh, I mean, it depends, but I know, I mean, uh, 11 is K-H-O-U. K-H-O-U. KHOU. yeah. And then there's KTRK. It
0: stands for something, I'm, I'm sure. <clears throat> I don't know. I have no idea. It's knowledge? An ABC, it's an ABC affiliate, so. Knowledge? No, Knowledge-based something. Knowledge no, no. accessible. Knowledge everyone. <laughs> knowledge <laughs> Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. it. Got, got him. Got him. Um... So three more murders/slash homicides happened in Wichita: the murders of Catherine Bright, Shirley Vienne, and Nancy Fox. In early of nineteen seventy-eight, Raider sent another letter to the television station of. But Kate. it doesn't
1: go through like what he actually did, just the, that they were murdered. Not really. Yeah.
0: It, well, so the okay, so the documentary does goes much in, into much more detail. The information that I wrote does not. Um, because the Oterum, actually, most of the murders were kind of different from each other, hmm. surprisingly. Um, these first seven were the ones that were similar. The last three were not. Were they
1: BTK? Like... They
0: were BTK. The okay. first, the first seven were mostly BTK. Uh, let me pull up the other, uh, you'll
1: get into what BTK means later. Yes. yes. Okay.
0: Yes. I'll describe it um so joseph otero he died from suffocation with a plastic bag julia otero died from being strangled with a rope uh joseph otero jr died from suffocation with a plastic bag and Josephine otero died from being hanged with a rope um dorothy bright died uh being stabbed three times in the abdomen with a knife um shirley Vian was strangled in, with a rope uh and then nancy fox was strangled with a belt so they were all slightly different from each other.
1: I mean, that's still
0: it was it was still the a modus operandi, yeah, uh, operandi, operandi. Um, but yes, it was definitely still like very similar. Um, yeah. So in nineteen seventy eight, Raider. Oh, I said that. Oh no. 1978, Raiders sent another letter to the television station Cake, an ABC affiliate, as I said, uh, in Wichita, claiming responsibility for the murders of Oteros, uh, including Bright, Shirley Vienne, and uh, Nancy Fox, which, originally, they thought that a homicide of the Oteros was completely different from the homicide of Bright, Vienne, and Fox. They thought they were all, like, four different instances in Wichita, which Wichita is not that big. Especially in the 70s. I, I didn't look at how big it was in the 70s, but, like, it was not that big. It's Kansas. It's Kansas. It's Kansas. Um, he suggested many possible names for himself, including one that stuck, BTK. Bound. I, he said, I bound, I torture, and I kill, BTK. Uh, no, he said, I bound, I torture, and I kill. I am BTK. That's what he said. Uh, he also suggested several other names, uh, but the one that stuck was BTK. Um he didn't
1: dem- my hip. is.
0: Oh, you made fun of my knee earlier. I'm
1: stretching it. it didn't okay. Say that it was fucking dying.
0: Okay. He yeah. demanded media attention in the second letter. Uh, and it was finally announced that the witch that witch doll did indeed have a serial serial killer at large. In his letter, it was quoted with him saying, how many people do I have to kill to get national attention? He wanted national attention so bad. He wanted people to, like, talk about what he was doing.
1: Because um, he's a psychopath.
0: Yes. So he had a poem that was enclosed, enclosed titled, Oh, Death to Nancy, a parody of the lyrics to an American folk song, Oh, Death. Uh, in the letter, he claimed to have been driven by what was called the Factor X, uh, which he characterized as supernatural el- element that also motivated Jack the Ripper, Son of Sam, as we talked about earlier, and the Hillside Strangler murders. So he was definitely like, oh, all these other steroid killers got so much attention. Why am I not getting this? I just killed seven people. Pay attention to me. Like, mm-hmm. that's some fucked up shit. Well,
1: crazy people want infamy.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's all that he was looking for this entire time.
1: Anyways. Just saying, Volunteer people will pay attention to you if you volunteer He did volunteer. That's a problem. Well, that's a also problem. probably crazy.
0: It's it's crazy. Uh I um <clears throat> I don't know if this shows up at some point. But at some point I don't I don't remember ever reading it. But during <clears throat> one of the murders that he committed, he was at a boy scout retreat i think it was one of the first murders so one of the first seven he was at a boy scout retreat with his son and left during that boy scout retreat went and killed one of these victims and then went back to the boy scout retreat as a, a uh, yeah. alibi it was an alibi so he was like oh, "I was at this retreat in this entire time i couldn't have done that so he murdered someone during that so, and the, Savannah was watching with me, and she was like, "How could you do that? You're at this retreat with a with your child. your child and with other children and other families, like celebrating like family life and and everything. And you go and you leave and go and strangle, stab, whatever the fuck you did, torture and stab and kill someone, and then you just like show back up at this." this retreat and everything's fine. I, I, I just don't, I, I can't comprehend that. I don't, I don't know.
1: Some people don't.
0: Some people, exactly. Turn things on and turn them off. And that's what we find out later. Uh, it was very much like he, he cubed everything. It was very much like, okay, these faces of my life are normal. But as soon as you turn the die, That's different, but you turn it again and I'm back to normal. Like
1: A Rubik's
0: A Rubik's Cube. That's exactly what it was. Like there's these different facets that you just turn and when
1: they all line up, then it equals
0: Torturing someone and killing. And then you unline them and then you're back to normal. Like, I don't know. Uh, he also intended to kill others, such as Anna Williams, who in 1979, age 63, escaped death by returning home much later than expected. Raider explained during his later confessions that he became obsessed with Williams and that he was absolutely livid when she evaded him. She spent, or I'm sorry, he spent se- several hours waiting for her in her home, but became impatient and left when she did not return home from visiting friends. Uh, Marine Hedge, age 53, was found on May 5th of 1985 at East 53rd Street North between North Webb Road. Uh, I shouldn't say these, but it's fine. Um, North and North Greenwich Road in Wichita. Raider had killed her on April 27th of. Wait, how long was that? Oh my God, she was dead for like over a week. It's Wichita. Yeah. Uh, Raider had killed her on April 27th of 1985 and took her dead body to his church, the Luther. oh this is why. Um, to the Christ Lutheran Church, where he was the president of the church council. There he photographed her body with- in various bondage positions. So he killed her in her home, took her to church, and was like, let's take pictures here. He already had things ready to go at the church, like plas- black plastic sheets uh, and other materials ready— uh because he was like i'm gonna do this you know what he, he took her from her own killed her in her own home took her from her own home took pictures of her at the church and then dumped her body in a remote ditch uh he later called this plan project cookie i hate that so then in 1988 after the murders of three members of the fager family in wichita A letter was received from someone claiming to be the btk killer in which the author of the letter denied being the perpetrator of the fager murders so once again someone who wanted attention was like i didn't do that someone else did that i'm so sorry i have other things to do not that um the author credited the killer as having done admiral work and uh it was not proven until 2005 that this letter was in fact written by raider so the the letter that said I didn't do this was written by Raider. Uh, he is not considered by police to have committed the crime. Uh, additionally, two of the women Raider had stalked in the 1980s had and one, what, and one he had, oh, two of the women he had stalked in the 1980s and one he had stalked in the mid 90s filed restraining orders against him. One of them also moved away. Uh, so basically, women were like, okay, this man is stalking me. I don't like this, and they reported it, but nothing came of it. And that's so sad. It's so sad to me, because these women could have been killed. Anyways, his final victim, Dolores E. Davis, was found on February 1st of 1991 at West 117th Street North and North Meridian Street in Park City, Kansas. Raider killed her on January 19th of 1991. It was at this point the case goes cold um so he had two kids as i mentioned earlier his kids basically were the ones who s- were catalyst for those because as we saw a lot of things happened in the like early 70s or mid 70s uh and then he had his first kid and then things kind of went cold and then he came back and then he had a second kid and then he like kind of stopped
2: mm-hmm.
0: so by 2004 the investigation of the bta killer was considered a cold case. Something happened, and I don't remember from the documentary, they mentioned what happened in the documentary, uh, that someone mentioned the BTK and that he was no longer relevant, and that just, like, immediately sent him into a frenzy. So if you see the documentary and remember it, I didn't watch it again because I forgot what happened. Um, it was but probably, like,
1: forensic files or something. There was something Unsolved that happened. Murders. I,
0: I want to say it was something that, like, they brought up the BTK killer again, and they were like, oh, we don't know what happened. And he was like, I'm still here, bitch. In the, I, I, Cause I think someone said that he was dead and he was like, no, I'm not. So he came back. Uh, Raider initiated a series of 11 communication with the local media. He immediately was like, I'm here. So he sent them letters He's, to cake TV. Again, he mm-hmm. was still sending them to the same media station. Uh, you were thing?
1: No, he just is really stupid. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, uh, we'll see. <laughs> he gets stupider. Uh, well, media welcomed it because they were like, keep him talking. Let's keep keep going. Keep sending us shit because uh, we want you to slip up. We're waiting for that moment that you slip up. And this was a blunder that led directly to his arrest in February of 2005. Uh, his reappearance scared the fuck out of women in Wichita. Uh, that's a direct quote. I'm just kidding. I wrote that. A <laughs> um, direct quote from me. From me. Uh because females started to buy pepper spray and stun guns they sold out stores they in the documentary they showed videos of the stores empty empty like of pepper spray and stun guns and everything knives everything you can imagine they interviewed oh self-defense classes filled up uh they were unbookable you couldn't not be in a self-defense class um And they even interviewed a woman who carried like a big ass hunter's knife with her to the park with her children. Like the women around Wichita were like, "We're not fucking around. We're we're gonna take this bitch out." Um. So then in March of 2004, the Wichita Eagle received a letter from someone returning, uh, using the return address Bill Thomas Kilman, initials BTK. Uh, the author of the letter claimed that he had murdered Vicky Weg. Lurie on uh, September 16th of 1986 and enclosed photographs of the crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's license, which had been stolen from the time of her crime. Uh, before this, it had not been defin- definitively, definitively established that Weglary had been killed by BTK. Uh, DNA evidence collected under Weglery's uh, fingernails police provided police with uh, previously unknown evidence uh, they had begun dna testing hundreds of men in an effort to find the serial killer altogether 1300 dna samples were taken and later destroyed by the court order so they basically started testing everyone around the city it's similar to jack the ripper uh they started just like testing people and it went nowhere and jack the Ripper they, they didn't test people because they didn't have dna technology they just started taking men they were like, did you do this? And they were like, No.
2: <laughs>
0: they just believed him. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is this shit? Um So, in May of two thousand four, television station Cake Cake TV, uh, in Wichita received a letter with a chapter headings for the BTK story. For a BTK story, fake IDs and a word puzzle. So on June 9th of two thousand four a package was found taped to a stop sign at the corner of First and Kansas in Wichita. It had graphic descriptions of the Otero murders and a sketch labeled "The Sexual Thrill Is My Bill," as, a.k.a. Bill Thomas Kilman. Um, yeah. Uh, also enclosed was a chapter list for a proposed book titled. The BTK story, which mimicked the story written in nineteen ninety-nine by court TV crime writer David Lore. Uh chapter one was titled A Serial Killer Is Born. In July, a package tra-
1: fucking Lady Gaga movie. Honestly.
0: He was just like writing his own fucking story. He was like, I'm into this. I'm do it. I'm gonna write my own story. Um, which is so Psycho disgusting. I'm sure
1: by that time he was like, "Uh, nobody will ever figure it out and I can be the star and nobody has to know that I'm the star, but I'll know I'm the
0: star. Well, he killed people 30 years ago and he was like, I'm still innocent. I'm living this like perfectly normal life in Wichita and no one's talking about me. He wanted people to talk about him so bad. So bad.
1: What are you looking at? My windows. Who's out there? Oh, uh, no one. No,
0: <laughs> trees maybe at some Hi, point. Trees. Hello. Um.
1: I'm gonna name all my trees.
0: You're gonna be that weird plant gay, aren't you? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Excuse we, me. We got this an echo. Podcast. We got an echo from
0: Thomas. He said, "Yeah."
1: <laughs> Christ's sake! Don't tell that to Virginia Basil and oh no, I'm sorry.
0: Virginia Basil and who Basil?
1: Uh, well, Bethany.
0: Virginia, Virginia, and
1: Virginia and Marsha Basil. I love that they are sisters. Poison, poison, Basil, poison, Ivy.
2: (laughs) Oh my god! I'm so
0: I'm so quirky, so creative. (laughs)
1: Anyways,
0: (laughs) anyway, have you ever heard about
1: essential oils?
0: (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, we're going back to the story. Um, so in July, a package was dropped into the return. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) Still thinking about it. Where are you going? 70. Oh. Uh, 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 Leave me alone. Uh, don't attack me. Um, the package was dropped into the return slot at a public library, contained more bizarre material, including the claim that he was responsible for the death of 19 year old Jake Allen in Argonia, Kansas, earlier that month. This was a false claim, and the death was ruled as a suicide. Uh, after his capture, Raider admitted in his interrogation that he had been planning to kill again and that he had set a date for october 2004 and was stalking his intended victim uh which in the documentary he talks about this intended victim and police also inform that intended victim and let her know hey you survived just let me know uh they never mention her name we never get her name she has not written a book i would love for her to write a book like bitch what the fuck i just survived btk i'm gonna tell you about my life girl you can make so much money off that what are you doing um yeah so then in october of 2004 a manila envelope was dropped into a ups box in wichita it had many cards with images of terror and bondage of children pasted on them A poem threatening the life of lead investigator Lieutenant Ken Landwehr, uh, a false autobiography with many details about Raiders' life. These details were later released to the public. In 2004, December 2004, Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park. It had the driver's license of Nancy Fox, one of the victims, which... Was noted as stolen from the crime scene, yes, uh, from the crime scene, as well as a doll that was symbolically bound at the hands and feet and had a plastic bag tied over its head. Um, this was common. There was so, as I mentioned, there was like eleven different things that happened, um, correspondences that happened. He uh, would send Barbie dolls with, like, he he painted. He would even like paint them with makeup. Like to look like the people that he had killed, he would like bound them the same way that he had killed some of the women. Um It's fucking creepy, fucking insane. Um, yeah. Yes, Brooklyn, it's crazy.
1: Um, I don't want. Well, I'll take the Barbies, but I don't want them to be bound. Yeah, yeah. They, they it was crazy. Thomas has been making fun of me all day because me, Dusty, and Kendall all said that we brushed our mom's hair as the children.
0: Yeah, but I. I, I understand you had that. You a but sister. I didn't ever do that. Well, because I also he had, did it to his sister. I had older brothers that made fun of me for that. So, well, no, that's false. That's false. Because, well, no, okay. So the Barbies that I had from my sister that I in in I would have loved a Barbie.
1: I inherited Barbies from my sister. Um, yes. Well, we can't all live the perfect life. I am so beautiful. Uh, but I... That is too far, because we did not say that. We just say <laughs> I inherited
0: those Barbies, and then me and my older brother, we played this game called The War Thing. And it was stupid, because we were children. We called it The War Thing. Uh, we literally took, like, Beast Wars, and Bionicles, and um, uh, Barbies, and everything that we got. Legos. we turned them into characters in this, like, game. That we just... this. this obscene world that was just not our world uh and everyone was someone and i love that the the barbie doll was the queen and like we, we were such comedians that like we because like sometimes the barbie doll would be naked and, like we talked about like the queen would enter the war meeting she's like be fucking naked and like she'd be like i'm here and they were like why are you naked and, like i'm just here to talk about the like it was stupid. Stupid as shit. But, like, that's how I play with my Barbie's doll- Barbie dolls. Like, they turn into warrior queens somehow. And then, like, she go into war naked and, like, distract people and she's like, kill them.
1: And I'm like, Nicole's going
0: to the mall. <laughs> you brush her hair. It's so beautiful. Yeah. She's going to So, th- I-, I don't know. I guess, like, between having an older sister and an older brother, it, like, made it, like, a weird, like, combination. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. So I never brushed my sister's hair. I wore my sister's skirts sometimes, and I used to put them on my dog. But, like, people were like, oh, did you wear your mom's heels and stuff like that? I'm like, no. I don't think so. Yes, you did. I think I did. Uh, But I would wear my sister's heels. It was like a funny,
1: like, I would have, but my mom only wore wedges. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Stupid! (laughs) Whatever. Mom, a kitten heel? Really? It's only two inches. Why are even why are you wearing heels? It's only two inches. What the hell? Poor thing. Um. Hold on.
0: Yep, just that. Okay. You know what, Brooklyn? Yep. Yes. No. (laughs) No. 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 No noises. Just. Just. you're right Rebecca Moore oh my god do you see their video of them uh, telling people to
1: vote oh my god I retweeted it
0: and I love that so silly and they're just like you know what Americans you should vote (laughs) and I'm like
1: yes please tell them more
0: please vote Uh, also I saw a headline that was like um, 25% of uh, I think it was 24 point something uh, Georgia early voters did not vote in 2016 I was like Yes, bitch. Work. Work. We need that. We need that energy. Continue it. Keep going. Go to the polls. Get it done. Make a plan. Make a change. Get rid of the virus. Get rid of the virus. Get rid of the virus. And it's Donald Trump. Um So where was I? Oh, oh, uh, doll simply had bags inside hide feet. Okay, so in January of 2005, Raider attempted to leave a cereal box in the bed of a pickup truck at a Home Depot. A in- cereal what? Cereal box. What cereal? It didn't specify. I'm well, sorry. I
1: have to be able to judge them by the cereal they eat. It is cinnamon scrunch It's In your
0: fridge. The doll is in your fridge. The doll is <laughs> in The doll is the doll's in, the house. <laughs> the, doll is in ins- the house. The doll is inside your house. What are you going to do? The limit, gonna
1: do? Not, the limit doesn't exist.
0: Well, what's funny about this, what you're saying right now, uh, is that it was uh, thrown away. The truck driver was like, why are the fucking cereal box in the back of sh- my truck? Get these get
1: the nuts shit. away from my get, face.
0: Get, get these Cheerio nuts away from my
1: face. Get these that. honey bunches of oats get out away of my, my face. face. Yeah. it was, Grape nuts. That's great. it. Grape Get nuts. these grape nuts away from my face. There you
0: go. Uh, it was later retrieved from the trash after Raider asked what had become of it in a later message. He was like, what happened to this cereal box? What I happened put, to the grape nuts? I put it in this guy's truck. And the guy was like, oh. Honestly, uh, I saw a different documentary a while back about BTK, and by a while, I mean like when I was recovering from
1: uh, surgery after my ping race exploded. <laughs> Excuse me. Sitting in bed all day watching... True Crime? True Crime.
0: Actually, I only watched one True Crime. My mom recorded it, and she was like, oh, you're doing it. Oh, no, that wasn't that. Why was I at home? I was at home last Christmas. Um, so it wasn't after that. Um, I was at home, and my mom was like, oh, I recorded this. She was, like, doing that, like, little, like, bottom emoji where they're, like, twiddling their thumbs. She's like, um, I recorded this, like, this one. true crime. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recorded this true crime for you. Uh, do you want it? <laughs> and I was like, Hell yeah, brother!
1: See, my, uh, we'll say, we'll call it a sick day. My sick day television playlist would be... Con-
0: Price is right!
1: No. Oh. Match game 76. Okay. Black and white movies.
0: I wasn't sick. True
2: crime.
1: You were ill.
0: Well, no, that was 2018. 2000... Yeah, 2018. Um... No, I was ill again last week. Last year, you're right. It was when I was not feeling well again because I was like coronavirus. No, not yet. Um, it was I, I thought I had pancreatitis again, and I was like not feeling well. So my mom was like, "Oh, I have this recorded for you." Ooh, ooh. um, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Anyways, uh, yeah. Oh, so no. so I watched the first documentary, and that's where I first got interested interested in BTK. Um. So they described the whole, like, situation of being dropped off in the parking lot of Home Depot. And the guy was straight up, like, I found this this in my the back of my pickup truck and I just straight up threw it away. Well, he was supposed to – it was funny that it didn't get picked up because he was supposed to take out his trash, like, the next day. Because he, he threw it in, like, his own trash can and he forgot to take out his trash can. And it was only because of that dumb luck that he didn't take out his, like – Full ass trash to get picked up that it was able to be found, and that's how they piece these things together. Like, they wouldn't have gotten another answer from BTK after this. Hmm. We don't, well, we don't know, but he would have done, it he would have game. done, he would have done something else. But that's how we started. Um, so surveillance tape, oh, received from the trash, as I said, uh, surveillance tape of the parking lot from the date revealed as a distant figure driving a black Jeep Cherokee, leaving the box in the pickup truck. In February, more postcards were sent to Cake TV, another cereal box. Serial <laughs> killer. He literally made that joke. He no, It's not my joke. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, he made that joke. Uh, he, he literally taped things to cereal box. That thing in the stop sign was supposedly attached to the cereal box. Don't quote me on that, but he used cereal boxes and Barbie dolls multiple times. Uh, it wasn't just like a one-time special, okay? Um, left at a rural location, was found to contain another bound doll, apparently meant to symbolize the murder of 11-year-old Josephine Otero. Uh, in his police, his letters to police, uh, Raider asked if his writings, if put on a floppy disk, could be traced or not.
1: I love this part. I this love this part. This is my favorite part. He
0: was like, don't lie. Play the song again. He was like, don't lie. I will know if you're lying. Will it be able to be put on a, uh, on a floppy disk? And uh, uh what was his name Ludvier or something like that? The <laughs> lieutenant? Was, <laughs> was like, like, no.
1: No, it won't. Untraceable, honey. Yeah. Could, w- never. No, we it, could never. We could never. I scrolled so much. Where did I go? Uh, uh, this... Oh stupidest
0: it's thing it's stupid um hold on where you go there, yeah, oh, oh, oh there we go so police answered his question in the newspaper ad posted in the Wichita eagle saying N- no it's fine you can send us a dish totally, impossible, totally for impossible for us to be
1: able to kind of track any kind of technology not
0: one bit uh, so then on February 16th of 2005, Raiders sent a purple 1.44 megabyte Memorex floppy desk to Fox TV affiliate KSAS TV in Wichita. Um, once again, start with a K. There you go. Kassas. <laughs> uh Also enclosed were a letter, a gold colored necklace with a large medallion, and a photocopy of the cover of Rules of Prey, a 1989 novel about a serial
1: killer. 1.44 megabytes. Not big. Do you? I don't, even, that's one I don't picture. even know what thing. I think a picture is bigger than 1.44 megabytes. Some pictures
0: are like kilobytes. But you get two pictures on there that's too much. <laughs> I remember flop, floppy disk. I used to have to like save PowerPoint presentations back in the day when I didn't have USB things uh, yet. Because my family was like, we're not going to pay $105 for a USB port. Because uh, that was remember back in the day when a four gigabyte USB was like a hundred dollars, and now it's like oh, you can get a gas station for four bucks. Like,
2: I don't
1: remember how they. I think we used to rip them to CDs, and they could play. That's what we CD.
0: transferred to from floppy disk was CDs. Uh, and CDs did not always work every time. Uh, let me tell you because I I remember my eighth grade Spanish project. Uh, it was a major grade, and it was a partner project. And we had finished it, and I was like, oh, I saved it. And it did not save to the CD. LOL. So I, like, had to be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And luckily, my Spanish teacher was like, just save it again. Like, we'll see you tomorrow.
1: See, I love that about what our childhood was, because now I, there's no more snow days.
0: No, because you're on Zoom calls now. Because you
1: can go to school even after you're at home. It, you There, you're is, on, no, you're there fucking is no stuck.
0: snow day. Yeah, you're fucking stuck in the classroom. And especially after this pandemic, like, now people know there's no snow days. So, like, if you're trying to have a snow day, if you can't make it to school, someone will teach you. You'll still learn. Can you even pretend to be sick anymore? I don't think so. I that's don't know. Crazy. I don't know. And, and that's what, like, me working remotely. Can I be sick? I don't know. Because if I'm sick, I'm still at home. I'm working remotely already. I'm still at home. I'm mostly shirtless all the time and in
1: that basketball is shorts. Too much information, and in that our listeners do. Not Why want does to. it disgust you? Why does me being naked disgust you? Because it's foul
0: <laughs>
1: and satanic.
0: Okay, "Son of Sam" was not satanic.
1: Not same. as much as that. Same
0: genre. Same. Genre.
1: This is the same song. <laughs>
0: you just have it what on repeat. Me, him murdering eight people and shooting a bunch of others is on the same vein as me being sure. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: You know what, Brooklyn? Yes. 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 Oh. Don't touch my floors. I didn't touch your floors. you touched your chair. I broke Don't it. touch my chairs. <laughs> You've been I'm shirtless a, before. I'm very don't naked. touch my thighs. Uh,
0: my thighs are escaping these shorts. Anyways, okay, get out. <laughs> get, we're done. This is done. We're no longer talking about Dennis Rader. Um, oh my god. Okay, you made me cry.
2: Good. I don't know why. You deserve it.
0: That was funny. Woo. Okay. <laughs> um. Where am I?
1: uh <laughs> can't trace that floppy
0: disk no um, there we go please found metadata embedded in a deleted microsoft word document that was known unknown to raider uh still stored on the floppy disk so that means he deleted some something some word document that he was working on and it was like oh they can't see that erotica there we go it's it's there uh, the metadata contained the words Christ Lutheran Church and the document that was marked as uh, last modified by Den- by a Dennis. Uh, and, and that search determined that a Dennis Raider was president of the Church Council. When investigators drove by Raider's house, a black Jeep Cherokee, the type of vehicle that was seen in the Home Depot surveillance footage was parked outside. This was strong circumstantial evidence against Raider, but they needed more direct evidence to detain him. More direct than that. You police shoot people worse than that. Mm-hmm. Less than that. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just saying. I That's true. I'm saying A CAB. Uh oh! Uh police obtained a warrant to test a pap smear taken by Raider's daughter. At the Kansas State University Medical Clinic. And she was like, you know what? Yes. No. Take it. She didn't know that. She didn't know. So, listening to the documentary, Carrie actually comes out and says that they went behind her back and never mentioned to her at all that this DNA information was being taken from her, which I think we'll see. I don't remember that.
1: I thought she agreed to it.
0: No. No. According to her mouth on an ABC documentary that was taken in 2015. I think she... she's
1: recently changed. How lo- how long ago was that? 2015. It's been in the news since then. That
0: she said no? Recently I that something
1: them. has changed. She Oof, said
0: that she had no idea and she cried about that they took her her, her medical records without her knowing. Hmm. On TV. Because the, the, the documentary I watched was ABC 2020, which is on Hulu. It's about BTK. All right. Keep going. Okay. um. So she had no idea. Apparently, at this point, as she claimed, she had no idea. Um. And so they – because she was like, I had a pap smear when I was in college and like, what she did, 2012, and they kept her DNA information. And that was one of the things she didn't know. And also – maybe that's what she didn't know is that they kept her DNA information and they didn't – well, I don't know. Both. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Both. Well, both. Uh, so they found a familiar match between the pap smear and the sample from Wegler's fingernails um, and indicated the killer was closely related to Raider's daughter and combined with other evidence that was enough for police to arrest Raider. So Raider was arrested while driving near his home in Park City, Kansas, shortly afternoon on February 25th of 2005. An officer asked Raider, Mr. Raider, Do you know why you're going downtown? He replied, oh, I have suspicions why. He was also quoted with asking police, will you call my wife and let her know I won't be home for lunch? I assume that you know where I live. (sighs) Bitch, what the fuck? That is some pompous ass, narcissistic bullshit. Did I say that right? Narcissistic?
1: Narcissistic.
0: Narcissistic.
1: narcissistic
0: narcissistic 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 show the bottom ones
2: narcissistic Narcissistic. yes that's
0: bullshit because bitch that is a lot to be like oh you got me um you know where i live (laughs) you know where i live huh you guys are gonna pee for that yeah So, Wichita Police, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, and the FBI and ATF agents searched Raider's home and vehicle, seizing evidence including computer equipment, a pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed, and a cylindrical container. Uh, The church he attended, his office at City Hall, and the main branch of the Park City Library were also searched. Um, at a press conference the next morning, Wichita Police Chief Norman Williams announced the bottom line is BTK is arrested. On Feb- arrested on February twenty eighth of two 2000- thousand. Yeah, on February twenty eighth of two thousand five. Spencer's re- re- refilling our white claws. No, oh, he's not. Hell yeah, brother. Shut up. Oh, we gonna do that. Also, I was talking to Savannah about, I was talking to Alyssa about our sayings and how we've like caught on to them. And Savannah was like, well, also, Spencer, because like ever since me and you were being stupid and saying, hell yeah, brother, Spencer has been, because she's been listening to our podcast too. What did you do?
2: I can't get
0: this open. <laughs> you weak ass bitch. Um, she I was like, have long, beautiful nails. Okay. You don't want to crack your nail? No.
2: Oh, no. Don't hurt me.
0: That You ripped that so many times.
1: Because it's really glued.
0: It's glued. Wait, oh, is that raspberry? That's yours. Do you have a different flavor? Oh, it's also raspberry. No, we're going back. Well, I just, I don't want to drink. drink it. Fuck okay, all. okay. Ah, fuck. Fuck all. Um, Savannah was like, I love that Spencer is like saying, hell yeah, brother, nowadays. Because you do say I it I literally don't. Yes, you do. You say it as a joke. Because, like, you're like, hell yeah, brother.
1: Love to hell,
0: brother. Hell, love to hell your brother, you. So Savannah cracks at that because it's kind of funny. It's a little funny. Listen, Savannah,
1: I don't say that. You know that I don't. And it's so hurtful that you would say that. Why would you say that when you know that I'm trying? you got to be careful that you're quoting this and she's going to send you, like,
0: segments. She, She will. You know, she's that bitch. She is that bitch.
1: <clears throat> bring it on girl <laughs> i don't do any fucking editing to this podcast
0: yeah and she will she'll be like um excuse me Mm-mm. i don't answer my emails either she's petty as fuck she'll be like mm, no let me go back she will she will literally like go back and listen to a podcast like seven times Be like i know this is where it was i know this is where I, where i heard it and i'll send it to you and i'll let you know too bad I'm going deaf tonight.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, Chris is going to cackle too loud. Stab. <laughs> Stab into your ears. What is this, like some Norman Bates shit? Oh, boy. Um, Maybe. You know what, Brooklyn? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, Okay. So, on February 28th of 2005, um, this is going to fall over. No, it isn't. Oh, uh, that's, that's full. <laughs> so is this <laughs> spill all over the soundboard? Ah! Uh, so,
1: <laughs> what did
0: you do? <laughs> On two thousand twenty, Two February? Uh oh, that's wet. Is it? Who's wet? You Who's wet? I did it.
1: Computer.
0: Well, don't click this, the the space button. We don't want to pull another. Let's talk about gay stuff. I'm scared.
1: I will not be. Uh, <laughs> accused of things,
0: yeah, especially when we were being dramatic silently, and he's still like, "No." <laughs> Do you pause it? No, I'm just kidding. Just like, just... I'm cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on February 28th of 2005, Raider was charged with 10 counts of first first degree murder, first for first first, first first degree murder, first degree murder. After soon after his arrest, the Associated Press. Cited an anonymous source alleging Rader had confessed to other murders in addition to those with which he had been connected. The Sedwick County District Attorney denied this, but refused to say whether Rader made any confessions or if any investigators were looking into Rader's possible involvement in more unsolved killings. Sorry, no. You're right, no. You know what, Brooklyn? No. No. So, on March 5th, news sources claimed to have verified by multiple sources that Raider had confessed to 10 murders that he was charged with, but no other ones. Uh, on March 1st, uh, Raider's bail was set to $10 million. Yes, Barbara! $10 million. Uh, and a public defender was appointed to represent him. On May 3rd, the judge entered not guilty pleas. Oh, you just. Breathe I'm in. just. Oh, yeah.
1: Very interested. Uh,
0: the, not guilty pleas against Raider's behalf, as Raider did not speak at his arraignment. However, on June 27th, the scheduled trial date, Raider changed his plea to guilty.
1: Mm hmm. She already been new. Yeah.
0: He described the murders in detail and made no apologies. Normally, these trials are like five to ten minutes. Like, I'm guilty. Let's go. Uh, His was almost two hours. He described them in full details unapologetically. Disgustingly. Watching him talk made me quiver. He's disgusting. I am so disgusted with what he talked about during his plea deal. Okay. Watching yep. videos of this was so unsettling because he looks like he was having so much fun. So much fun.
1: Uh, He was like... He looks like he looks like a high school gym teacher that he is like, you do something wrong. He's like, you know what? That's ten laps. Yeah, let's And then let's go I'm gonna watch yeah. you yeah. and laugh.
0: Yeah. Uh, He even was like, oh, well, hold on. Like, let me think about that. Like, he was, like, popping his lips. and was like, hmm, hold on. Let me remember for you for a second. Like, it was a joke to him. It was so disgusting. He, honestly, uh, go watch on Hulu, the ABC 2020. Uh, they're not a sponsor. I'm just saying this. Um, because it – it you can see it. It's real. It's so – sad. it's so – Crazy. I don't know what else to describe it as. It's insane. Um, On July 26th of 2005, after Raiders arrest, his wife was granted an emergency divorce after uh, waiving the normal waiting period. She was like, no, I'm not part of this. Um, I
1: mean, honestly, girl.
0: She had no idea. Her daughter, uh, the daughter had no idea. She went on national television, uh, ABC. Um, And told her story, which is what the whole documentary on Hulu was about, was to follow her, which is so entertaining to me that the mother and the son were, like, not even a part of that. The son was uh, deported in Connecticut at the time um, of, like— Deported? What?
1: Deported?
0: Not deported. He was was in the Army. The Army. What the
1: hell are you doing?
0: I'm about to sneeze and I'm trying to stop Don't do that. that. Okay. You want me to sneeze? No. What do you want me to do? Be a robot. (laughs) Ew. There you go. Oh my God. I was trying to prevent that, but here we go. (laughs) Now all of our listeners get to hear me sneeze. Uh,
1: So. Can't you just say banana? No. Banana. Banana, banana, banana. It's not helping. Banana, 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 banana.
0: (laughs) So. uh, He was in Connecticut. After uh, not during the um, during the murders, he was in Connecticut during the findings of all this shit. He was deployed in Connecticut, so he was like, not I guess not deployed. He was well deployed, but like you get deployed, but like you're not necessarily like deployed abroad. He was training. You don't know that you're training. I've had friends that were deployed on duty, deployed to to San Francisco and San Diego, like. You're you're on deployment, but you're not overseas. At a base. He was at a base, yes. So but like he's never been he's never talked about those. And his mom has never talked about it either. She cut off communication with him when she divorced him in two thousand five and never talked to him again. The only person who's talked to him since then is Carrie. The the girl they interviewed
1: uh your boy would be like his wife or his son i would never speak to him again
0: well that we saw that with Jeffrey Dahmer, the dad was like i'll still be your friend like i'll we'll still talk about you still talk to you and message you and like think that you're no nope. my son i'd be out it's like with the uh, jennifer um
1: jennifer uh pan
0: pan yeah I, I, their, her family is like, no. Like, nope. I would have, I would I
1: like, You just, you
0: just killed a bunch of people. I'm not talking about you. Try like, to kill me.
1: Yeah. No. But the, he never tried to kill her. Yes. And like, that's what she describes. Jennifer Pan is, she tried to kill. Yes. She tried to kill him. Yes.
0: So Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Pan is different than Carrie. Because Gary mentions in the documentary that she never had any physical abuse. She never had any instances that she ever thought her dad was. Uh, evil. There was never anything that she ever felt that there was some guy. She remembers that there was one night that the her neighbor, uh, I think it was Barbara. So, I think her name was Barbara. I
1: don't know. Um, that, no, that's my name. Okay. Um,
0: that her neighbor was the one that died and she's a couple houses down and BTK Dennis Rader recalls that as being like a, such a thrill that he was murdering someone so close to his own house. Um, he, he just like Got the thrill off of that during a thunderstorm. He left, and the wife was not confused by it. And his daughter got in bed with his mom and was like scared. And he was gone. And she's like, "I wouldn't have done that if my dad was still there." So, like, she knew he was gone. Everyone knew he was gone, but he they obviously he obviously told them for a different reason. She didn't remember why, I guess. But like, that's some. Fucking shit ass, fucking sh- whatever. Um. So at Dennis Raider's August 18th sentencing, families, uh, victims, of the families made sen- made statements. Uh, after which, Raider apologized, but he didn't apologize in like a normal way. He apologized in a rambling 30 minute monologue that prosecutors likened to an Academy Awards acceptance speech. Uh, watching this is also terrifying. Uh, his his statement has been described as an example of an often observed phenomenon among psychopaths: the inability to understand the emotional content of language. He literally sounded like he was ex- he was accepting an award at a speech, a speech award. It, what? Every Donald Trump speech. Honestly, Donald Trump speeches. There you go. He was. Well, this ex- is not a political podcast. Uh, but sometimes we, it is. Yes, yeah, it's absolutely a political podcast. <laughs> a but um, yes he was accepting a speech while he was telling these people i murdered your family uh he was like he was literally thanking the families for basically allowing their family members to be murdered he was thanking the police for their efforts and all the stuff they'd done uh he was thanking others for like he was literally accepting a speech for 30 minutes um It's insane to watch. It's unsettling and insane. Um, He was then sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years. Uh, Kansas had no death penalty at the time of the murders. Uh, On August 19th, he was moved to El Dorado Correctional Facility just north of Wichita. Uh, Raider talked about innocuous topics such as the weather during the 40-minute drive to El Dorado, uh, but began to cry when the victims' families' statements from the court proceedings came on the radio. He is now in solitary confinement for his protection, uh, with mm. one hour of exercise per week and showers three times per week, and this will likely continue indefinitely. Uh, at the beginning of 2006, he was allowed access to television and radio to read magazines and other privileges for good behavior.
1: You uh, th- my favorite part about this? is that he probably wants people to talk about it for years and nobody's talking about it anymore.
0: Exactly. And the fact that we're on this podcast right now will give him the jimmies. A boner. He would love that. Uh, And that's disgusting. It's disgusting. He'd love for people to talk about BTK for years to come. And Mm -hmm. the fact that we're talking about it 15 years after the fact he's been caught, he would love to hear that. And that's
1: disgusting. So fade into the background, old man die lonesome. Because that's what you deserve.
0: Uh, Following Raiders' arrest, uh, police in Wichita, Park City, uh, and several other cities looked around into unsolved cases with cooperation of the state police and the FBI. They particularly focused on cases after after 1994 when the death penalty was reinstated in Kansas. Because they were looking for, like, okay, kill someone. We'll kill you. Because we're allowed to now. In 1994, uh, police in the surrounding states, such as Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado, and Oklahoma, and Texas, also investigated cold cases that fit Raider's pattern to some extent. The FBI and local jurisdictions at Raider's former deputy stations checked into unsolved cases in, during Raider's time in, in the service. After exhaustive investigations, none of these agencies discovered any further murders attributable to Raider confirming any suspicions that Raider would have taken credit for any additional murders that he had committed. So basically they were like, he admitted to everything that he's done. Like we didn't find anything else that actually fit him. Uh, the 10 known murders are now believed to be the only murders for which Raider is actually responsible for. Although Wichita police are fairly certain that Raider stalked and researched a number of other potential victims, which was confirmed by Raider. Um, this includes one person who was saved when Raider called off his planned attack upon his arrival near the target's home, due to the presence of construction and road crews nearby, that was supposed to be his last victim. In two thousand, it was two thousand five. He was he was planning on killing or two thousand four, two thousand five. Just before he got caught, he was planning on killing this woman, and that's what I was talking about. Like she was the and they contacted her and was like, "Hey, we just got this guy and he's about to kill you. Just letting you know." And she was like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" Like what? And so I and they never identified her. She's never been associated with anything. She's never written a book, she never like bitch, I'd write a book and I'd get famous. Like Well,
1: cuz she's probably just random. She's probably just some woman.
0: But nowadays we have these people who are coming out with the potential Ted Bundy victims that are on Netflix and you know getting their 15 minutes of fame. Like, I get my 15 minutes of fame? If I was about to be killed by a serial killer, bitch, take me. Not not like that. Take take me into to media and like let's go from there okay i don't know
1: i wouldn't want to be known for that okay. i'd be more I, no no i'm You're cool i'd rather live a uh, lackluster
0: but then i just feel like you have that in the back of your mind all the time like this man
1: almost killed yeah. me a party story that's and not I a tell party. the news that's, that's not a party story oh i would tell her that's some <laughs> But, but then, not that's the not a, then that's not the same. Is that not the same thing as telling the media? No, because nobody will never know. And then I can say, hey, guys, I almost do got you want me BTK. to tell you about the time I was murdered?
0: But then BTK... Anyways. I'm um, a special
1: flower, and you will appreciate me.
0: No. Massachusetts-, <laughs> Massachusetts psychologist Robert Mendoza was hired by Raider's court-appointed public defenders to construct, conduct a psychological evaluation of Rader and determine if an insanity-based defense might be viable. They conducted an interview after Rader pleaded guilty on June 27th of uh, uh, 2005. Mendoza diagnosed Rader with narcissistic, antisocial, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. He observed that Rader had a grandiose sense of self, a belief that he is special, and therefore entitled to special treatment a pathological need for attention and admiration, a preoccupation with maintaining a rigid order and structure, and a complete lack of empathy for his victims, which are all fucking true. All mm-hmm. of them are fucking true. Every single one is fucking true. He loved himself so much, he wanted to be in the spotlight, honey. He wanted to be so important that he got caught because he wanted to be so important. Yep. That's how important he wanted to feel. Uh, NBC... Happening, he's going upstairs. Oh, okay. Uh, NBC claimed Raider knew oh, the no, interview might. My- Hi, what? Poopy! Hello, Hi.
2: Yay! it's
0: it's uh, Thomas from all oh, let's talk about gay Woo, woo, woo. I just had to do like a, a Tony woo. Woo, woo. His woo is,
2: woo.
0: <laughs> I just had to like. You know match like
1: an owl outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> no yep <laughs> anyway uh, NBC claimed that Raider knew the interview might be televised but this was false according to the Sedwick County Sheriff's Office Raider mentioned the interview during his sentencing statements on October 25th of 2005 the Kansas Attorney General filed a petition to sue Mendoza and uh, tally waters who was a co-owner of of the Cambridge Forensic Consultants LLC for breach of contract, claiming that they intended to benefit financially from the use of information obtained through the involvement of Raiders to Fifth. So basically, they said, like, you interviewed him knowing that you would make money off of him knowing that you were recording him. Um, on May 10th of 2007, Mendoza settled the case for U.S. dollars, $30,000, um, with no mention of wrongdoing. So, all of that shit has led up to a lot of popular things in the media, okay? Uh, so Stephen King has said that his novella, A Good Marriage, uh, and the film based on it were inspired by the BTK killer. Similarly, the uh, novelist Thomas Harris has said the characters of Francis Dollarhide in his 1981 novel, Red Dragon, is partially based on the then-identified BTK killer. Uh, episode 15 of season 1 of 2006 uh, of Criminal Minds was based on Raider's murders. A character evoking Raider appears throughout the seasons of 1 and 2 of the Netflix series Mindhunter. Whenever I googled mine, or BTK documentaries, Mindhunter was the first thing that showed up. And I was like... Okay, so then I went to Mindhunter, Mindhunters on Netflix, and there was nothing about BTK. I was like, okay, try again. So then I went to Hulu, and that's where I found the ABC documentary, as well as a documentary from uh, called I Survived BTK. Ah,
2: uh, I wait. didn't want,
0: I didn't get to watch that one, but that one is. Uh, There's a television show called I Survived that I love. Well, I think this is probably so part of it uh, because <laughs> it's.
1: Uh, it's People it, talking about their story about how they survived.
0: Yeah, so this is about the Otero murders, specifically from Charlie Otero, the one who Dennis Rader did not kill because he was not home at the time. So the Otero murders, there was five people in the house, and only four of them died. One of them was not home at the time. And originally, when he went to the house, according to the documentary, he BTK had mentioned that he was only supposed to kill uh, Josephine Otero, the daughter, and the the wife. He did not know that the the son and the uh, father. father were going to be at home. Uh, so when he found them all, also what's also one of the most disgusting things to learn from this documentary is that during the Otero murders, he had like a weird like disconnect of him killing people versus them being comfortable. And he put a pillow under the father's head to make sure he was comfortable while he choked him. And that's, that was the point that I was like, this is, not that, not that that was the point. I'm just saying that that was a major point that like saying you are a disgusting monster. You're okay with fucking killing this person, but you want to make them comfortable while you're doing it? Like, I, I just, I, I don't know that this whole, the BTK thing just sent shivers down my mind, my spine also, in my mind, because he hid in people's closets, he hid in people's crawl spaces, he broke their houses before they were home. He stalked them like in a small ass town, city. It was, a, but at the time, it was a small ass town, and like then he just lived his life for twenty fucking years, just perfectly fine, capable, everything's whatever let my children live their lives and now i'm back because i want attention like has his daughter graduated from, like what 2001 2002 2003 i don't know 2002 i think um and because think she was born in 1984 so two thousand twenty eighteen, two thousand two. 2002 yeah um she graduated college that graduated is... high school she was in college she was in college when he got caught
1: they have a picture of him with her with her diploma
0: in high
2: school. Well.
0: His high school diploma. Uh, yes, you're right. You're right, but it's a high school diploma. Um, but she was in college. That was when they got the pap smear. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, that was um, a lot. Yeah. So that's BTK. Wow. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything else besides saying that he's a shithole.
1: It's a common theme between our our serials. Uh, yeah,
0: and the fact that he just he 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 looked at other serial killers and said, "Why am I not famous yet?" He looked at Ted Bundy. He looked at Son of Sam. He like he looked at these serial killers that were famous in the seventies. Like, okay, I'm doing the same thing. Who, how many people do I have to kill until I'm famous as well? I just I, that was disgusting to me. I just I couldn't psychopaths. Yeah. Well, we did it. We have another episode of us talking about some. Scary ass, shit. Yeah.
1: Um. Of course, we're talking about crazy shit. Let's talk about gay stuff. Is talking about the important things.
0: They talk about some crazy shit, but they talk about the good things.
1: Yes, things that people want to hear, mm-hmm. not horrible murders. Um, some they're going to. Well, Harry Mills. Yeah, well, they talked about. Arlie well, they Mornos they talk about too. in reference to gay shit. And John Wayne Gacy, they talked about him too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, (laughs) you want some history, you want some fun, you want some cackling, let's talk about gay stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com, let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram, talk gay stuff on Twitter, and you can drop them a line at letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. But we do, of course, want to mention one of our favorite, favorite friends here, the AIDS Foundation of Houston. AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting their annual World AIDS Day Luncheon on December 1st. However, this year, things will be a little different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual experience. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH's World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. On December 1st, the event will be hosted by Ernie Manoos from B-Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, clients and community testimonials, award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hope you will join us for the fight to end HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just $5 and underwriting opportunities start at $500. Please visit WorldAIDSDayHouston.org to learn more.
0: We absolutely love those uh, sponsors for us because uh, that is a great partnership to have uh driving around houston especially when i first moved to houston seeing commercials about hiv prep uh aids like aids awareness was so uh, eye-opening to me and so like if you come from a small town that you haven't heard about this stuff uh if you are learning so much about gay culture and how the hiv pandemic and aids has has affected our community you should definitely tune in spend the five dollars be on the fucking zoom call it will absolutely open your eyes you will learn so much more and see so much of a broader community than you've ever seen before
1: and we know you're home well everyone should be so watch (laughs) watch
0: uh we'd also like to thank our sponsor economy works economy Works. uh they are a freelance talent, ne- talent network that connects professionals with project work if, if you are a company that needs help running job description job description conducting marketing analysis managing your social media platforms economy works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less economy works when we work... The, the Economy, economy works. works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's
1: E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. Of course, we have to shout out our... Um, little what is it? Goddaughter? Daughter, Goddaughter. podcast? awkward
0: and just weird. So, us, um, us.
1: But that's our Rupee podcast. Yep. Bringing you... Today's uh, drag. drag culture huntie. That's um, right now drag drag race Holland, but soon to be dragula action mm. Brought to you just in time for spoopy month.
0: It's scary. Give me a
1: scary. So you I want scary. Check him out. That's our Rupee podcast. Our Rupee check podcast. Them out. That's us. Check well.
0: Check yes. us out. Check <laughs> us out.
1: Stop looking at me. Um, <laughs> I don't know him. That Who's plastic that? bag. Uh this um, she knows cool. me. Listen. She drove me here. She drove me <laughs> here. Uh our Rupee Podcast on rrupeepodcast.com, our rupee podcast on Facebook. Drop them a line at rrupeepodcast at gmail.com. Um Is that that's it?
0: That's it. we we've got a lot of things we've got to talk about. We have uh three more episodes slash six topics that we have to decide on. And by decide on we already decided most mostly have so Unless you have something that's, like, bigger than we're already talking about, then let us know if let, you do. Let us know. Yeah, let us know at gmail.com But um, I think we're we're kind of set. We've got some good shit coming up, so keep listening because we've got some big cases for spoopy month. If you want to be scared, keep listening. you want to be laughing at us, keep listening. If you want to get spoopy with it, keep listening. Get, get, get spoopy with it.
1: No, I wasn't ready for that. Do,
0: oh, you ready for it?
1: Yeah. Get, get spoopy, spoopy with it. it.